What is going on, everybody? Again, back at you. Another Saturday edition of the post-game overreaction show, the POS. I'm your host, Paul Meharry. Joined alongside me, Blaine Gilmer, as he takes a trip back from Tennessee. Blaine, you were there in the stadium, got to see this 41-17 to up close and personal. Tennessee tried to make it interesting, man. They're, Georgia finished off, I think, uh, my book showed minus 19. Uh, so uh, it was close, but uh, Tennessee <laughs> they tried. They they tried. They tried their best to uh, cover. I don't know if a team's covered against Georgia this year. I'll have to ask Dave McMahon about that later on. Uh, but Blaine, you were there inside Neyland Stadium. We were talking before the show, and you mentioned that uh, Tennessee's offense was was no joke, and I think that's the truth. No. Yeah, they well listen. They have pros on that offense. Hendon Hooker. He's going to get a chance to play in the NFL. Bayless Jones Jr. will play and be productive in the NFL. There are other receivers. Tillman will be an NFL receiver. I mean, he had 200 yards receiving against Georgia today. And uh, that's just an impressive output. And, you know, those guys with the tempo that they play, Josh Heupel is going to be able to get in. Guys that are excited about that style of offense. There's high schools out there all across the country that play that style of offense. And Josh Apple is going to be able to recruit. I, I think with the trajectory, you know, with how things are going with Florida right now, Kentucky maybe on a high point right now, but you know how that cycles through with Kentucky. Tennessee could end up being that second team in the SEC East for the next uh, five, six years or so, depending on how Heupel is able to get some more guys in the trenches in there through recruiting. You know, one of the big things, Blaine walking away from this game for the dogs, going to be injuries. You know, Jalen Carter out, uh, Nolan Smith there at the end. Sounds like from what everything that I've heard so far, kind of a hyper extension of his elbow, maybe something with the elbow there. Uh, yeah. You know, something's going on. Devontae Wyatt was down on the field, I want to say three or four times. Uh, <laughs> that injuries. might have been by design. It might have been by design. I don't know. You know, there at the end, like I said, it's weird, right? Georgia, for whatever reason, their defense is so good, Blaine, that teams are like fighting to put up 20 points on them. They're really trying. It's pride, right? It's pride. Yeah, it's pride. You know, and and I'm going to bring in Trent Smallwood. Trent, if you're ready, give me a thumbs up, man, so I know you're good. Trent's ready to roll with us. So we got Trent with us. Trent, uh, I've talked to Blaine a little bit. He was inside the stadium. You were outside the stadium inside your basement with like five TVs rolling. How'd the game look to you? Uh, 41-17 initial thoughts as we get into this uh, POS show this evening. Yeah, I thought I thought Tennessee came out with a good game plan right off the bat to, to kind of get, get the crowd into it. And uh, But I thought Georgia answering it with that uh, offensive drive uh, with a James Cook touchdown. And uh, and then I, th- I thought the turning point of the whole the whole game was a Darian Kendrick interception, and uh, and really it was a bad throw, but that was going to be a forced throw either way. If he was throwing to the intended target, it's going to be a forced throw. So I thought it was. Uh, I-, I thought Georgia uh, then settled down and, and was able to uh, make some adjustments on defense, and uh, you saw you saw a big change. They brought Dan Jackson to move uh, uh, Chris Smith up to star, and 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 they started. <laughs> You know, guarding uh, uh, the little the little screen out there. Uh, the, you know, they they took an extra man out of the box, started guarding that uh, little wide receiver screen they like to run, and it kind of it kind of 
forced their hand. You know, they wasn't running the ball. Hooker wasn't running the ball uh, well, and Georgia was kind of putting a beating on him. And and uh, I think they just settled down and and did, did what they did best, kind of uh, dominate line of scrimmage and dominate on defense. And we've got a comment here from Eric Carvelli says, Paul, quit bringing up the negatives. My word. We just dominated a team that all week long the national media wanted to try to say that they were going to compete with us. 41-17. Eric, man, this is the overreaction show. It's the POS show. We've got to Come bring on, up Paul. the negatives, man. I know, man. Come on, Paul. I, li- I like it, though, Eric. I like it. I like your enthusiasm for the dogs, man. It was a great showing, really great showing by Georgia. Blaine, before we let you go, I know you got a long ride home, man. Any last thoughts uh, you know, on this one? Just moving forward for the dogs, what what do you look for out of this? Well, I just saw what Trent said right there when Dan Jackson came in at safety. You know, I mean, that was quick. That thing. was early. That was early. It was early. It was early, and it and it was because uh, you know Chris Smith was chewing Lat- Latavius Brini out in that game early on on the field because there was multiple missed assignments. And here's the thing about Latavius Brini is a good uh, run. You know, defender, he's a good force player on the outside when he's, you know, keeping containing stuff. But they trust Dan Jackson to do the job and be where he's supposed to be. And I think that's a constant thing you see with Kirby Smart and his staff. Who can they trust to do their job? You see it with Stetson Bennett. You see it with Dan Jackson. Uh, you know, you saw it today when when there was guys rolling out. They trusted a guy, Warren Brinson, who's not played a whole lot, to go in there and play and be productive. Uh, if this Georgia staff can trust you, you're going to have an opportunity to be on that field. And we trust Blaine Gilmer to be on the field for us for UGASports.com, as he was up in Neyland Stadium. Blaine, safe travels back home, my friend. That, that highway looks pretty clear. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, yeah, turned the- it. I, I got I got Sunday school in the morning. I gotta get I gotta get home. Hey, all the traffic uh, might have cleared out a little bit before you, though. Seems like you, you're not running into much now. Those Tennessee no fans doubt. left a little early. Let me tell you something. Jermaine Burton uh, he made some lifelong enemies over there talking to some people behind the bench. So uh, Burton was having a good time. <laughs> nice, Blaine. Well, hope you did too, man. And be safe, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll see you. Trent, what's up, man? What's going on? Man, I don't know. I just watched a game where Tennessee came out of the gate firing and <clears throat> Georgia wasn't firing. And then I kind of had to stop myself for a second, Trent. I had to stop because I had a little Larry Munson in me. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I, I, I saw the ball rolling in the wrong direction, man. And I, But I stopped. I, I sat back. I said, look, they can't keep up this – Tennessee offense cannot keep this pace up. They tried. They damned if they didn't try oh, yeah. uh, to keep that pace up. First team defense was able to stop them. Uh, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Like I talked to Blaine, I think you might have been on right when I was talking about it. It's like a. It's like these teams are fighting to get to twenty points against Georgia. That's what yeah. they're trying to do. It's like a, like 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 Blaine said. It's a pride thing, man. At this point, somebody wants to score twenty on Georgia. So they gave up the seven. Realistically, this is a 41-10 game. Uh, 41-17 is the final score, obviously. But if you're looking at it, you know, through Georgia's first stringers, 41-10, you know, I think you can walk away with your head held high. Let's get to some comments real quick. We've got a lot of folks in here. We appreciate you. If you're watching us, there is a way to join the conversation, guys. You can go into the description of the YouTube video, or if you're watching us on Facebook, go into the description, click the link, and then you can come on and uh, with video or without. You can come on with just audio, and we can chat with you that way. 
but uh, we'd love to hear. If you're not willing to come on the show, no worries, no problem. You want to listen to us, that's cool. Drop into the chat where you're watching us from. We'll shout out the uh, the furthest away from Athens, Georgia uh, in the chat. But uh, let's get to some comments real quick, Trent. I see our man Ben Bachman is here. We'll bring him on in just a second. Uh, let's see. Injury updates. A lot of folks are wondering. Injury news, injury updates. Q-Flow, what's up, man? <laughs> Saw you right there. Uh, <laughs> Erickson have the flu, too. I don't know if Erickson had the flu, Trent. I don't know if he had the flu. Um, I think if I would have got beat that bad in the first half, I would have had the flu too. <laughs> I don't know if he had the flu, man. Hey, Ben, hold on one second. I'm going to bring Dane on, and then I'll get to you, Ben. Look, uh, Dane, can, look, did Warren, yeah. Warren Erickson had the flu? I don't know if he had the flu, man. Or Trent, go ahead. You were about to say something. No, I, I was about to say I can 100% see one reason uh, or one of the reasons why Stetson's playing now. I mean that the the guard play is flipping atrocious, and who do we blame that on? I mean, you got you you recruited five star lineman after five star lineman after five star lineman. You couldn't you should not have this bad line play. I know, and Dane, I want to continue the the flu story with Erickson there, but where is Clay Webb? Like, N- not in the first or second or third team, maybe. Or, or six team or seven team. I mean, it, he was a five-star guy that just has been left behind. It was weird to me to see Trust come in at right guard, but I guess, again, who else are they going to put there? He played okay. I mean, he struggled a couple plays he, at first. He, he, he got, got blown up by a safety uh, Man, on one that, play. That was, er, that was early, but I thought he played – I thought he got better as the game went on. And yeah. I, I thought on the offensive line, the biggest, and besides guard struggles, I thought Broderick Jones made a, a pretty severe – jump from last yes. week to this week yes yeah. i think i think broderick jones dane is your left tackle moving forward and salier fills in at right guard when he comes back mm, I, i'm not willing to go that far yet i i, I am oh, because I, I, i'm after watching that guard play i'm willing to, yeah to, to, yeah to, take, to start I love, over i love i love schaefer schaefer's got the schaefer is the heart and energy of the o-line uh van pran has played great at center uh your right guard position though is weak I don't know if you move. I don't know what you do. If you maybe you put Salier at left guard and put Schaefer at right guard, so Broderick still got some, you know, guy. But I mean, Schaefer's played enough at at left guard to where he's a veteran there. I think you really look into putting Salier inside. But Dane, your uh, your thoughts on the game, man, or that too, whatever you well, want. Well, I mean, with about. that, we've I got mean, plenty it, of time. It was a pretty quick hook with Erickson, right? So I think that kind of tells you where coaches were, were standing. Well, it was it was a quick ho- hook with Erickson and Brenny, not just on offense, on defense as well. Well, and so. and one thing to say with Erickson is that he still played on like punt team. He just played in in the role that Salyer normally plays back there protecting yep. the punter. So yep. like he had an important role in this game because George had some punts that were helpful. Um, overall, I, I thought Georgia's defense really led the way in the second quarter, and then the offense. That three-minute drive at the end of the second quarter may be as, as impressive of anything as, as I've seen offensively for Georgia all year uh, yeah. because there was a little bit of adversity and the, to hit James Cook on that touchdown pass, and that, that was beautiful. And, I mean, it's like Trent was saying, that like you can see why Stetson Bennett's mobility is a big deal. Uh, that's going to be increasing in the future. He had some bad passes today. I think every quarterback will. But, like, we're to a point with this now. I don't see this as a quarterback competition. There's a starting quarterback and there's a backup quarterback. And um, if, if Stetson plays poorly enough, maybe he could get pulled just like Erickson did. Uh, but even in his post-game comments to Jamie Erdahl on CBS, he said, you know, I, I can't, I'm not the wide-eyed little boy anymore. I'm a starting quarterback in the SEC. 
Damn. Damn. I, I think I think you know I think you're right, Trent. Or excuse me, Dane. Uh, Trent can be right is. too. It can, it, we can. Both I think Trent right. was thinking it. I think Trent well, was I mean, thinking. Th- this it. is the first time I've actually said I can yeah. see why Stetson's playing. I mean that. And I, this it, is the it, first week for me too. So it, it, it was it was. I mean, the offensive line play in the interior uh, in pass pro was was god awful. And now in in the in run, I think I think they're doing a, a pretty good job. Um, but pass pass protection was terrible. And pass when I say it's not a competition, like obviously it's a comp- competition each week in the sense that like if someone's completely sucked and like didn't show up or didn't try or stuff like that, then yeah, you get replaced. But like there's nothing in Bennett's history that says that that's going to happen in practice. So you're talking injury or poor play in a game. My thing is you look at every position on the field from a recruiting standpoint. The offensive line's got to be top three most talented position groups and you should not be having these struggles so that that's i mean does that fall back on matt luke uh i mean it, it you just shouldn't be you shouldn't be at this stage uh and you got fifth year fifth year senior six year senior however long schaefer has been here and uh you just shouldn't be where they're at i, I agree understand. with that but but i also think conversely you look at the secondary that coming into the year you say that that was going to be a weak point on the team and, and they've been mostly healthy but like for the most part, the combination of Kendrick and Ringo and Seen and Smith has been pretty darn good. Well, I mean, gonna, except, except for when except for when Ringo tackled that guy in the end zone, but that saved a touchdown. I mean, but I'm um, saying if you look at the spectrum, but no, of the I, season, know, I know, I know, Ringo's had a really good year. He but has, they're all has. they're also coached by Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, Adai. I mean, I, I, they get they got they got a lot of help back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so. do. Hey Dane, I've got two guys waiting in the wings, and I know you're. It looks like you're like, are you at a golden pantry right now? Let's see, where am I at? I, I you pulled are. over to where there was light, man. I'm in Watkinsville. I think you're at a golden pantry. Go in there and get a biscuit and, uh, and a biscuit. have a good night. <laughs> hey, Dude, the biscuits there are fire. The biscuits Dude, we, at Golden Pantry are amazing. So we talk about SEC on this channel, and I should just tell you, you're my second favorite Paul in the SEC. Who's the first? Paul. Paul Feinbaum. Jeez, get get out of here! What the hell? What's wrong with you? See ya. (laughs) Riding the Bolsey, Ben Bachman, bringing in a duo, the deadly duo. What's going on, guys? I got to give it to Roddy. I got to give it to Roddy. He's the biggest winner of the week. Literally everything. I mean, first off, his guy James Cook, Stetson Bennett, the secondary being tested early. I mean, Roddy basically called everything. So I got to give it to him this week. What about the three? Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's not my guy. It's not, but my, my guy, James Cook, yes. My guy, says say, yeah, yeah. Not, your guy, I don't James have Cook. A guy. Is... I just have a, uh, a desire to see criteria. James Cook look good. E- equally, but yeah, James Cook, yes. I'm definitely a uh, fan there. I want to see him tear it up. But hey, three three linebackers. You lose Adam Anderson, he's uh, not available to you. And to see Nicobe Dean, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker take over, haven't. Basically, put all three of your inside linebackers on the field at the same time. That brilliant, brilliant play calling there. I kind of mentioned in my three to one thing that might happen. Those guys were everywhere. Not that first quarter, but every time thereafter, those guys were great. Nicobe Dean's fast. Tanning Tindall is flipping. I don't even know. Like, he shoots out of a damn rocket. When I'm he, telling when he you, I'm telling you right now, like, Georgia is going to have three middle linebackers drafted, and it might not be the order that you think they're drafted in based on their college performance. I'm just saying. 
I think Channing Tindall's going high. I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. That's what I'm his, saying. His He's closing, the unsung hero of the defense. Yeah, his closing speed's unreal. Nakobe is really good, and don't Way get me wrong. Probably, probably, he he could be he could be up for the butt kiss this year. Uh, you know, we said it earlier in the year. I, didn't we say that earlier in the year on a Sunday show? Nakobe's probably going to win it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying though, I think we said that, but I don't know. Somebody have to go back and check for but, us. But Quay's built more NFLish. Um, Quay is, and then Tyndall is just a freak, man. I'm telling you, I don't know which way they go, one, two, three, but I don't know if Nakobe is the first one drafted, even though he's probably the one that's the best right now for Georgia. On I, I like defense. Jake. You see Jake Gaines tweet? He said, I did not. I'm glad those three guys weren't playing in 2015. I'd been handing them water. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Uh, I think my score prediction was 41-10. I was close. Tennessee had a touchdown late. Ben? Your initial thoughts from the game as you uh, join us here. Well, I was pretty close. I hate that cheap touchdown. I think I had 42-13, so I was fairly close. Um, one thing I got to say, James Cook and Channing Tindall were the stars of both sides of the ball, in my opinion. Uh, Stetson Bennett had a very good game. He missed a couple thirds, but overall, I thought he played really good. I mean, especially running the ball, he extended drives. I think that 90-yard play before the end of the half was the biggest drive of the game, and he was amazing on that drive outside of the Brock Bowers where he nearly caught it outside of that throw. I mean, he was nearly flawless on that drive and that was the biggest drive of the game. So I think all around the guard play was really bad, which Roddy had been preaching to me weeks ago. That's another thing I had to give to him. He told me weeks ago that the guards were struggling and that was going to be a big problem. And they had to make a change today. And I thought when trust came in, trust played far better than Erickson. I think they might have to go that way going forward. And I think they might have to put in Sawyer at guard when he comes back with the way Roger Jones is playing. I think they might have to do it. So I think going forward, I think all around, great day. Warren Erickson uh, was one of the guys that was sick. But still, they pulled him pretty early. So I I don't know. They also pulled Jalen Carter pretty early too. But if you're sick, you're sick. You know, there's guys up there with flu issues, you know. so. But he um, did play on the – like Dane said, he did play on the special teams. So we we don't know that answer one way or another. True. I'm just saying that's uh, – it it could be one of those situations where – you're already down with uh, Sawyer out on special teams, so you're like, okay, one of our premier guys is not here. Hey, uh, Warren, we're going to sit you. We're going to bring in somebody else who came. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big – I like Xavier Trust. I think he's a great guy. Uh, this was a guy who helped you when you needed it. Uh, but it could have been one of those situations like, look, we're going to spell you. We're going to bring this other guy in. I mean, it could have been yanked for performance or because he was sick. I'm just saying, yeah. so let's uh, – don't get ahead of our skis here just in case because I don't want to say, hey, uh, he got yanked because he, he was uh, doing poorly. But, yeah, there were well, plenty of times that the yeah. pass protection and hell, in the first half, the run blocking was even bad. Jesus. Yeah, it, it didn't look good. We got Bubba, guys. Let's bring Bubba on for a second. Yeah. And then Bubba, what's up, man? How about them hairy dogs, baby? Ba- Bubba, them? your profile picture looks great. Brother, I know. Hey, I look, look good. at that's a beautiful I, family I, I look, you got I, there, man. I look good in that cotton field, don't I? Yeah, I'm telling you what, you got a, <laughs> got a, you got a, a great looking lady there and a, and a good looking son with you, Bubba. I'm just styling and profiling, baby. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, what do you think about this game here, Bubba? Hey, they, hey, the dogs, they can't play no defense. I mean, I mean, everybody said Tennessee, they could soon score everybody. You know what them dogs did? They shut them down, baby. And hey, did you see that fullback Zamir White on that on that touchdown? Did you see that fullback? Yeah, 
yeah. lead blocking that, that lead blocking for James Cook. He put us in the end zone, baby. Did you see we that? And and did I tell you them dogs are going to beat Florida? Did I tell you them dogs are going to beat Florida by twenty four or more? And what happened? They they did that. They did that. Yes, sir. And yeah, them you, dogs, you had these it. dogs are serious this year. These are the junkyard dogs, baby. The junkyard dogs. Bubba, what you been sipping on tonight for this uh, three thirty, which lasted? This game lasted four hours, by the way. Uh, on TV, I've been sipping on a little bit, a little bush light, and a little bit of whiskey here and there. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, just I just did it. You know, did that right? Just, just right on time. Just right on time every time, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Well, hey, Bubba, man, we... I couldn't call y'all a couple weeks ago because I was too messed up to be calling y'all a couple weeks ago. I... Bubba, you can call in whenever, I was, man. You, you I was gotta, too you... excited when them Georgia Bulldogs beat them Florida Gators. <laughs> Hey boy. boy. Hey, you know what's gonna happen this hey, you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. I'm gonna give you a little foreshadowing. You know what's gonna happen? Them Georgia Bulldogs gonna beat the brakes off Alabama and I'm gonna hang up. See ya. I thought he was gonna say Dan Mullen's about to get fired, but I think that's <laughs> inevitable. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, that was bad. That was terrible. That was I bad. have a uh bold prediction. Dan Mullen will be back next year. Yeah. Christian yeah. Robinson probably won't. None of the defense staff probably will be. Um, I'm not even sure. I mean, he might keep one uh, one or two assistant coaches, but Dan Mullen will be back. Do you think they beat Missouri? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Missouri's pretty know. bad, man. That, I, I don't know. Terrible today. Florida's defense Missouri? has quit. They, 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 they've literally packed it in. Their defense. Hey, uh, <laughs> Caleb Williams tried to join yeah, Caleb, come on in, Caleb. I can't hear you. Caleb, you can hear us now. What's going on, man? Um, How long are we going to accept the fact that Kirby's going to start losing five-star quarterbacks by starting the least talented quarterback on the team consistently? I don't know. I don't know, if man. I'm I don't JP know. Daniel's dad, I'm telling him to transfer to A&M. If, I'm, if my son's a five-star, I'm telling him to stay away from UGA. Stetson's like nine of thirty-eight on third down. Like Saban's not gonna lose to that. Wait, nine of thirty-eight? That's all I got. All right, brother. Hold on. I think well, Paul, if Stetson plays good, it shouldn't impact because the main thing is how is the quarterback for him playing? I don't know. Also, he got Brock Vandergriff and Gunner. Like he's gotten his top quarterback every year recruiting. Like he hasn't missed there yet. So I I don't don't know. I I don't know where the nine of thirty-eight came from either i don't know um, i feel like the national media would have that stat if that was true i don't yeah. know what to i don't really know what to say from that to be honest uh i really thought you were bringing the real caleb williams in here <laughs> yeah i'm a little disappointed that was the two-star caleb williams right there that was uh, not, the, not the five-star uh omari carmichael man come on in omari what's going on man Nothing much. I wasn't even going to get on until I saw Caleb Williams, and I was just like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. But, I mean, I understand what people are saying about Stetson Bennett, but guess what? He's UGA quarterback, and he's been doing all right. So, yes, do I feel like JT Daniels is better? Yeah. Yes. But I understand our guard play is messed up. JT Daniels yeah. would get in- injured. Like, seriously, he would. So, 
why not have a mobile quarterback? Because the guard plays, I mean, I don't know if it's Warren Erickson or if it's Schaefer, because both of them kind of messed up tonight. But I would just say that, you know, when Trust came in at first, it was kind of like 50-50, and then, like, he kind of made some bad plays. But then as the night, like, went on, like, he kind of got his feet, and he started being solid, and then our offense started picking up. So I understand what Kirby's doing, but I don't know what – if you're really a UGA fan, you got to trust Kirby. And Kirby knows he goes through the plays and he sees the players like in practice and he knows. So that's my thought. But whoever um, this guy, Caleb Williams, is, I don't know who he is, but uh, he should by the way, never on, on Caleb Williams' stats, uh, Stetson is 17 of 29 on third down for 148 yards, four touchdowns. And on third down and 10 or longer, he's five of seven. His stats were completely um, Dan Molius. Hey, yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you, Mario, for joining the show. That was, I really appreciate that. Also, I'm confused why he would want a quarterback to go to AM. Like, why, why AM? Is it their quarterback right now, like Zach Calzada? Jimbo, baby. Jimbo, come on now. He's well, the, here's the thing. Give me a different stat. Give me 10 to no. You know, again, Georgia wins 41 to 17. It should have been 41 10. They gave up guards. That's what I said. Eight. Yeah. It was really 41 10 if you want to be. It's, you so know, it's 41 10, basically. Call it, or, hell, hell, give them 41 21. I don't care. You you win by 20 points, you win by 24, you win by 27. You kick their teeth in, you're 10 and 0, and people are still bitching about the quarterback. And look, Stetson is the quarterback. We've known this for weeks. You know, Kirby didn't want it out there, so we're not going to say, hey, here's what's really going on. But Kirby is. I think Amari nailed it. People kind of get on to me and say, hey, you're rude for this guy, rude for that guy. I'm not rude for anybody. I'm trying to tell folks what's going on that we hear about in practice, what we hear about from the players, from the players' parents, from the staffers, from the people inside the Butts Mayor building, inside the program. And they're like, look, this is what we're seeing on a daily basis. You know, this is what we're seeing. With And again, it's not just the totality. Yes, JT may be a better thrower, better passer, better quarterback, more accurate, whatever. Uh, and that's not to be dismissed lightly, but he was injured. And then they brought the other guy in. And there's the totality of your wide receivers that were available to you. Top guys out. Uh, offensive line issues. I mean, you notice Stetson was covered in green dirt and green grass stains. Yeah, he was. You know, and this has happened in other weeks, too. When you have one quarterback that's a lot more mobile than that, people go, well, it's mobility, and they just throw it out there. No, it is an issue. And the only reason to bring it up, Amari nails it. Again, we can second-guess the coaches all day long, but Kirby's paid $7 million to make this decision, and he's going to win games. And if you're a five-star quarterback, if you're Arch Manning, you're going, well, they're going to play the, the lesser quarterback. Arch Manning's freaking smart enough to understand what's going on at UGA when they turn to him and say, hey, this is why we chose this guy. And I guarantee you, Arch Manning – Gunner Stockton, you know, they're going to be, uh, they're going to say, oh shit, that makes perfect sense. Well, when I get there, we're going to light it up through the air because that's how it's going to go. You know, it, you don't stop worrying about recruiting four years out versus, are you going to really question Kirby Smart on recruiting and five star quarterbacks when he signed 300 of them when Georgia hadn't signed him one in forever? 
need gifts with five-star quarterback every damn year. And you're going to freak out about that, the potential of it, because again, maybe you need JT Daniels to beat Alabama. Maybe you need him to beat Ohio state, but you got him. He's there. Yeah, he's not going anywhere right, right. now. Who if they missed on a quarterback that I can think of in recent memory since Kirby's been there? Everything's going back to Justin Fields, Jake Fromm. Everything goes back to that. I yeah. mean, it, it 100% it goes back to that. And my, my question is, yes, Justin Fields was talented, but Jake Fromm was just coming off leading your team to the national championship. And yeah. you can't base everything and, on that. And, and look, if he would have put in Fields and they would have lost that year, that would have looked even worse that you benched a quarterback who as a freshman led you to a national that's championship. That's a great point. It would have made him look worse. I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. Here's the thing, and it's okay. It's okay to be on this bandwagon, which I'm probably on, that I feel like Stetson should have – I mean, excuse me, I feel like JT probably should have been the quarterback. After watching today's performance of the offensive line and Stetson's ability to maneuver around, I think Trent and I both are heading up this bandwagon to where it's taken us 10 games, but but we're we're coming around to it, you know? like it, And I think there's a lot of people right now that are of that same mindset where it's – when the game started, you're like, oh, Stetson's out there Jesus. again. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Oh, Tennessee just scored. Oh, we're going to need JT to, to, to come back in this one. Tennessee's moving the ball at a, at a rapid pace. And Stetson kind of dialed everything back. They, they went yeah. to the rushing attack. You know, they, they had troubles up front. And back, here we are. Back-to-back back three and outs. Right. The back-to-back back three and outs. It, it didn't look good, and it and it made some those people – bad throws. Right, yeah. There was one play there, – there was one play to McConkie, say. Yeah, to McConkie where I was like, JT makes that throw. I said it out loud. I was like, JT makes that throw. I mean, but the, the, there's also – the like that today too. The pass down the sidelines to Bowers is probably a touchdown if it's led. I mean, it's, it's, it's the little right. things like that. But it's also – JT probably takes six sacks, five sacks today. That's what that's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah, you you you're trading that in and you see the mobility from Stetson. And I think there's a lot of people right now, and we we kind of have to maneuver around this. There's a lot of people that are coming on board to Stetson that weren't before this game, and I'm right there with them. So I feel where they're coming from. So let's just take it easy on them. They're they're get dipping their feet in. Roddy's whole body's soaking wet. He's he's been he's been there because you know. His whole body's soaking wet. He's he's head to toe. He's been in the pool for a while. A lot of us are just dipping our toes in. We're we're up to our mm-hmm. knees now. You know, let us let us get on in there. I think that I think that that's where a lot of folks are at. If I'm wrong, let, tell me I'm wrong. But I think that's where a lot of folks are at with this. And I'll go back to this again. I hate when I get and this is just a personal thing for as a uh, uh, media guy. It pisses me off when someone says, "Oh, you're rooting for this guy. You're rooting for that." I'm not rooting for anybody. And they, go, "Oh, you just like want this story." I'm like. The story of the former walk-on quarterback, you know, I, I'm fine. I'm fine telling JT Daniels flies across the country, transfers from USC, gets here, takes his guys on the summer back home to Cali and recovers at UGA, has to sit that first year, leads the team to a national title, you know, from California. That's a hell of a story. I'll be happy to write it. I'll be happy to write the one with uh, the, the walk-on QB. I'm fine either way. The reason I've been defending – Stetson is because some of the accusations are unfair. But then when he throws bad picks at uh, uh, Florida and he had some missed throws today, call him out on those. But don't uh, but don't only call out the shit throws when he has ones that are on target. He threw some bullets today. 
guys, I mean, he lets the ball fly before the guy has turned, even turned his back around to him. He hits that one in the corner to Cook, and people go, well, he doesn't throw for 300 yards. He doesn't throw – he's only throw, completed 14 passes. Listen, you idiots. That's because when they get up to the line of scrimmage, he's like, okay, this is a, pa- a pass play, but we're going to run it here. And he hands it off to James Cook, who takes it in for a touchdown. That's selfless. That is not trying to build up his stats. And, again, talking to the coaches, they're like, hey, on these RPOs, one of our guys is going to throw it every time. Maybe not for the best. And when you have pass protection issues, you have running issues like that. And, again, he also helps the run game, not just him scrambling. Folks, you don't understand when there's a threat of a quarterback run, not a running quarterback, but the quarterback can take off like you saw a couple times, that makes it easier for James Cook, Kenny McIntosh, uh, Zamir White to run the damn ball because you've got the threat of him keeping it. JT Daniels never keeps it. He, there's never a threat. The backside guy just comes crashing in and gets a tackle from behind. So, again, it's the totality of the team, the players available, the line, uh, the mobility, the plays that you want to call that have led to Stetson being your quarterback. So, and again, with Jermaine Burton coming back, Marcus Roseman getting that in there, you know, if you get George Pickens back now, and if you could ever get to where you could drop back and protect. Maybe you do. And, again, you've got both. So the coaches are making a decision with who they think can help them win, and you just won 41-17. to 17. Enjoy it. But, no, there were some bad bad throws driving crazy. But you're going to have bad throws. You're going to have great throws. But for the totality of what he gives you on the field, you're 10-0. and 0. And he's won most of those games for you. Trent, you, 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 you with me with the kind of – Dipping your toes in the water on the on the Stetson thing, are are you coming along with me? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's not at, at this point. It's not who's the better quarterback. It's who's the better quarterback for the system right now. And I think the better quarterback for the system is uh, with, with the way the offensive line is and stuff. I think it's Stetson. Do I, do I think he's a more talented passer than JT? JT is going to complete some of those balls that Stetson did. JT is by far the more accurate passer he's the more talented passer stetson probably provides you more on this offense right there i got the here we go clay melton dogs barely win if jt starts today oh and i want to go to what clay says uh you saw how fast tennessee was moving in that first quarter i mean i don't know yeah i don't know if i've ever seen it i mean is there an offense you can think of in recent memory that's I mean, they were moving so fast that you couldn't even look at the the replay at all. It kind of you know, like Oregon, Oregon a few years ago with Mariota and all them. How fast they may, were going? Maybe, but, yeah, Mariota probably. But I mean, damn, they were they were snapping the ball with thirty four seconds left on the clock. Like, I, I don't know if I've seen that in a long time, especially in the SEC. I don't know if I've seen that. Offensively, they're going to be. I mean, moving forward, they're going to be hard to deal with. I mean, each and every year because of their – Hey, there is a good point there. you got to have the right quarterback to run that system. Right. Yes, very much so. That that has a lot to do with it. You know, I I don't think think that system works as well if Joe Milton's in there. A lot of people at the beginning of the year were arguing that their best quarterback, who is from Georgia uh, (laughs) (laughs) – I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. But I want to go back to what the guy was saying about if Jay, uh, what Jay Martin said, dogs win, uh, or not Jay Martin, who is it said the, all the sacks? Oh, I'll pull it back up. Uh, Clay Melton. Uh, yeah. You go back to that situation where you had those, you know, you hand it off a couple times and you get nowhere. 
And then, okay, maybe you can, can you know, complete that third down pass to uh, Lad McConkey. Maybe that that's definitely a possibility. Um, but again, give me the same criteria. What about those plays where there was no pass protection? Do you see JT scrambling and getting out of there? You know, throwing across his body on the run, all those uh, rollouts. You, you're going to have to move the pocket when you can't protect. And they know they have to move the pocket. And so you put the guy in that can do it. If he's maybe he's not as accurate, I still yeah. think that's debatable. Or not uh, arm strength. People, you can go back and forth. Look at the numbers. They're they're pretty damn tight. But you will have the, some give and take strength, with man. every guy. And this is a guy who's getting it done for you. I think he's got plenty of arm strength. I mean, I don't think arm strength is the question. I think it's uh, uh, he's he's not accurate with the football at times. He he yeah. is locked into that number one. Uh, that's yeah. I was just about to say the, the lock in one target. But at, again, uh, that if that's the play call, like go to that uh, pass to Fitzgerald uh, Fitzpatrick in the middle of the field, and was like, oh look, this guy's open here on the flats. Well, that was by design. It's a one read. You're not looking all over the place. He's supposed to. We talked about this on the watch along. He's supposed to run a hooking up, and they they played it, so you throw it away. It's just uh, a lot of times people go, well, this guy was open over here. Well, the play is not designed, and the protection is not going to give you time to sit there and go through all these progressions. You know, that's uh, sometimes it's, it's the play call. It's a one read, and so it was not even a read. It's, hey, this is where we're going. It's predetermined. Other times he gets to go up to the line and say, hey, we're going to change out of this. And, again, both quarterbacks are like that. There's a lot. I'll put it this way. There's a lot that goes on with the play call that we don't know. So if, if we speak that, I think, Todd, of, I think Todd Munkin, uh, it, you know, I, th- I thought he's had some questionable games as of uh, coming into this game, but I thought he called a really good game today. On the other side of that, Tennessee going after forward. On, yeah, yeah, you got it moving after a while. Uh, first couple of drives weren't that healthy, but. Um, I, I didn't understand not attacking the middle of the field. And get yeah, to the edges. It took us so long weird. for them to start going to the edges. You know, it's like we're going to run inside zone against their strength. What about yeah. Tennessee Hendon Hooker fourth down? I think it was 24 10 still. And he throws it out of the back of the end zone, doesn't give his guys like a chance to catch the ball at all on, a, on that fourth down play. And then another fourth down. They, they got the ball back. I think it was still 24 10. I'll have to go through these drives while you guys are talking about it. Uh, and he scrambles and gets nowhere near. It was like fourth and ten. It gets nowhere near. Um, I just thought that was kind of weird. Well, yeah, back to back downs uh, for on, on for the on the scramble. I'm pretty sure that he got hit in a matter of like 0.2 seconds from Nicobe Nicobe Dean, maybe. And he and he broke the sack, and Trayvon ended up tackling him. Yeah, downs, downs. Yeah, it was just weird. It was weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, it doesn't tell me what the score was. I think it was still in the third quarter. Yeah, it was still 24-10 or something like that. Uh, yeah, and I said this. I said this, David. I said very Reggie Ball-like. Exactly. That's exactly what I said when uh, he threw it out of the end zone right there. You got to give your guys a chance on that ball. He literally threw it out of the end zone on fourth down. So, hey, Georgia fans, you guys said some minutes. He doesn't throw it out. Break, breaking news here. Breaking news? Uh, people have been asking about Nolan Smith. Yeah. Uh, I'm told it's not too bad. Um uh, nothing broken. It, it looked like a stinger the way the helmet came in there and hit it, the elbow. I mean, uh, it's kind of yeah. I said on the show I thought it was a stinger, but uh, when they take him off like that, I think they probably went to do X-rays and they said nothing's broken, so it could be a you know, stinger. I don't know, but it's just I'm just told it's not too bad. Uh, you know, don't know That's how long news. he'll be out. 
if he'll be out, whatever. But just uh, watch it on the TV. It looked like they also Devonte Wyatt. It was like they were kind of talking back and forth. The trainers. It looked like nothing serious, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I was down that, like he was down like twelve times. So who knows? I, was was Devonte just cramps? Maybe he, he came back in again. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I then he, he fell down. He fell down right there at the end uh, as well. He didn't come back left. in after the knee injury. No, he was in one of the no, final he was three in, plays. He yeah, ran he was, in. I, yeah, he, oh, he ran in. Yeah, and then he fell out uh, with like 26 seconds left uh, in the game, and that's what they had to uh, pause the game for. Was Wyatt down again? Yeah, his knee. He, he was down like three four times. Yeah, with especially with all those guys, a lot of guys getting sick like that, and so few people to come in and help. You know, Wyatt's in there all the time because Jalen Carter's out. He could have been – maybe he's got a little stomach bug or something. He'd be losing fluids, playing way more snaps than he normally does. It'd be easy to cramp up. Hey, Ronnie. We need a timeout. For the, for the folks that uh, don't know, when you travel on the road in SEC, it's a little different than when you're at home. So can you kind of describe what happens when you're on a road game in terms of your roster? So why yeah, these guys went and – they might have been sick a little bit, but they thought they could play. But if you're at home, it might be a different story. Yeah, at home, you, you got your full roster. When you go on the road in an SEC game, you can only take 70 players. So you yeah. have 85 guys on scholarship. You can only take 70. Georgia doesn't even really have 70 players that they can travel with. They got so many guys banged up. You think about it. You took Jamari Sawyer. He's not going to play. You took Dominic Blaylock. He wasn't going to play. Uh, you're basically taking some guys who you need in an emergency, emergency, emergencies case, you know. Uh, they had to take some other guys up separately. They couldn't fly with the team because they were just getting over being sick and put them in different hotel rooms. You know, they, instead of being, you know, two guys to a hotel room, you know, they put them in their own rooms to keep them, protect them. You know, I just saw James Cook go over the sideline, put a mask on. I don't think James is worried about COVID. I think he's worried about catching the flu from somebody. So it's, uh, yeah. there are a lot of guys that were, had the stomach bug going around. It's all over Athens. There are exams being canceled all over the place because the, all the kids are sick. Uh, it is a uh, ugly, ugly situation right now. A lot of uh, sick uh, kids, and they hit that football team. And if you only have seventy players that can go, and you can't even fill that out because you got so many guys injured, uh, and you got guys having to play extra reps, you know, losing fluids, they're sick. Yeah, there's there are cramps going on a lot, but uh, sometimes you get a a very fortuitous cramp, you know. At, at, at a time that's kind of helpful for your defense to get their uh, uh, lineup together. Chuck Ward, a guy I trust over here on YouTube, said the last time Devontae uh, looks like he hyperextended his knee, so maybe we can figure out. <laughs> Probably no more on Devontae, I would say, uh, not if not on UGA Sports before Monday's press conference. We'll definitely know more, uh, hopefully Monday, from Kirby on a lot of those guys. Uh, you know, Jalen Carter being one. Erickson, um, those type of guys. So, hey, I'm gonna try to talk to a source here. So, if I can get some more on Nolan, I'll join y'all back in just a second. All right, man. Well, guys, the boss is gone, so we can start cussing now. Um, what's the let's see here. Well, Ole Miss is up 13 nothing. They got stuff fourth and goal at the one to go up 20 nothing. 1 a.m. Really? Florida beat Sanford 70 to 52 in basketball. Dude, I saw that, man. I saw that scrolling across the bottom as well as watching the game. Obviously, I watched it a little bit, but I really didn't care. I mean, the Florida, man. Like, what? (laughs) I think, well, here's the thing. 
We Ooh. keep saying Mullen might come back. His buyout's the same every year. His buyout's twelve million no matter what until his contract expires. So I don't know if I don't I, know if Mullen just doesn't jet to the NFL himself this year. He, he wants out. to be there. I think it's obvious saying. he wants to be there. Like that's what I'm saying. Just gets out on his own and and who cares about the the buyout? I mean, it's gonna be a tough ending for the I mean, Florida State. What what happened with Florida State? Florida State and Miami they won. came back. Florida, Florida State did win. They won yeah. on an illegal play on the last play. Really? So yeah. I mean, they're four and six. I mean, Florida State might give Florida a run for their mullen for their mullen. <laughs> <laughs> or Florida, Missouri, Missouri beats South Carolina today. Yeah. Huh? Um, around the league in sixty seconds with Ben Bachman. Who who else? Uh, I didn't even check any of the SEC scores before I got on. Yeah, 31-28 Missouri. All I know is I had a really nice three-team parlay hit Who'd today, Missouri boys. Second? Huh? Oh, that be. Who'd My three-team parlay? Yeah. I can't tell you on here, man. It was but it hit very nice, very nice 10-time parlay. Uh so we're eating steak tomorrow, uh Ben here in the uh Meharry house. We're eating some steak, okay. some lot. We're eating some lobster. We could even have filet mignon. I mean, we have so seafood. Had, so you are a Maryland guy at heart, I guess. I, like yeah, I, I would never. No, God, no. No, um, I, I personally don't like seafood, and I'm from here. I know. So, hey, so don't claim this me. is a big one. This is a big one. Like no, no real thing. John McGraw says, "Kudos to the Vols for saving their timeouts in garbage time." Seriously, like yeah. most teams. And Trent and I talked about this, Ben. Every team, it seems like, is trying to get to 20 on Georgia. They want to be the first one to do it. And the Vols didn't use their timeouts when they could have. They're going up against Georgia's second string. You know, they could have made that, uh, you know, spread. Not as enticing for the dogs. They're late, and Georgia holds on. So I think that's a little bit of respect for for Heupel over there at Tennessee. For holding on to those timeouts, you know you're not going to win the game. You brought in a backup quarterback who hit a bomb. It was like, what, 54 yards or something like that? Paul, I know this might sound crazy, but do you think some of these other big schools should consider Hypel? I know it was just one year, but to have the offense that went from being one of the worst in the SEC to arguably top two or three in the SEC, it's pretty impressive to, to me. I think, and Trent, you can answer this too, I think if – if Heupel can recruit at Tennessee, I think Tennessee's a decent enough job. The the problem with running the offense that he runs is you're leaving your defense on the field for forever. And you can be successful on offense, but you're going to lose a lot of games 49-42 or 49-35. And you, come, you run up against a defense that adjusts well, like Georgia did tonight. You, it doesn't matter who's – playing you can that offense can be stalled and then you're in trouble because the defense is where they are so i don't know uh i I think they're gonna recruit i think they're gonna be okay um i think they're gonna be an offense to deal with uh for the next how many years how long he's there until they run him off but uh you know it's uh they got they got to get better defensive uh defensively they got i mean they they're recruits they gotta get they gotta get better recruits on defense their their linebackers are atrocious their their safeties are very bad um I thought their defense line played well, but other than that, uh, it was pretty bad. Amari Carmichael says, if you're LSU, you go after Heupel. Based off today, go after Aranda. Why not? Yeah, bring him back. 
after they, they beat Oklahoma. What he's done at Baylor, and he's I mean, he was already there, and their defense has been the problem for LSU and the Have O-line. Good night, Robert. Sorry, I was just wanted to. So, so I, pre- I had predicted uh, Auburn to beat Alabama, but I see Bo Nix has a broken broken ankle. So, yeah, um, so I'm gonna take that prediction back. TJ Finley, ten third for five hundred on him. Mississippi State was one of my uh, teams in my parlay, Ben. Just so you know, so was Baylor. So, yes, yes. Um, is Georgia right, the third team in your parlay? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Chip well, Cook I mean, says your prediction would have had him in there. He took he Charles. No, he took. Uh, it might who, have. Who did Florida play? Oh, Sanford. He took Saint Sanford. <laughs> uh, Chip Crook says, "What high school does Ben attend?" Just kidding. I like that. Chip, you've earned a uh, permanent spot with getting your comments. Dematha Catholic. <laughs> Dematha Catholic up there in Maryland. Yeah, that's he, uh, that's by DC. Yeah, wherever, whatever uh, big school up there, he helps recruit all the uh, high school players too. And he's under. Yeah, St. Francis there. with Poji. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, excuse me. I'm about to sneeze, guys. You're going to have to talk for a second. Okay. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> okay. It didn't, it didn't come out. Silence. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. I can, Let's see what this says. J. Martin, 24. Our defense is good enough, though. If Stetson scores 24, we should win the natty. But if it's close and Stetson's our QB, that is going to be too stressful. Hoping he pulls it through. I still say Alabama and Ohio State are the only two teams that can put pressure on Georgia, Georgia's defense. Um, with Oklahoma losing today, they're out. What do you I, think? Worry, I think Georgia's in the playoff now. Uh, I mean, I do. You, you know, I, I saw, I saw yeah. something today that, or somebody told me that uh, if Georgia beat Tennessee, then they'd have two FCS schools remaining. That don't know if that was a dig on tech. <laughs> well, well, I think about it this way. Uh, uh, Cincinnati unbeaten still. I mean, if they're not ahead of Bama, they're not going to be ahead of Georgia. Now Oklahoma's out by, by your metrics. So I think even if Oregon, Alabama, and Ohio State went out, that means Alabama being Georgia. I think Georgia's in still. Very well could be. Very well could we. Caleb Williams says, uh, uh, don't say never about the Iron Bowl. Crazy thing happened. Crazy or things happened, have happened in the Iron Bowl, Trent. Right. TJ, TJ Finley for the win. It'd be nice. Be cool. I think they should have gone with TJ Finley a while ago, but I might think I'm a on the low side on that in terms of percentage wise. But all right, guys. Um, this is very, very uh, again preliminary, but just talking to folks. Uh, they were up in Knoxville. It kind of sounds like Nolan Smith is going to be okay again. I was told nothing's broken. Uh, I'd love to have that firsthand from Kirby or somebody like that, but uh, I imagine he'll be out maybe a couple weeks because you don't need him. So if he's dinged up at all, you don't need him this coming week, and you probably don't need him versus Tech. So my thing is, look, if he's if he's got a, a hangnail, sit him until you need him in the SEC championship game, but uh, does not appear to be – I know people are like right you know, oh, it's my guy the season ending. You know, he's he's gonna be okay. But uh, who do you who do you have step up now? You've got Beal already taking the other outside linebacker position. And that was one position that I think if you looked at it at the beginning of the season, you had Adam Anderson, you had Nolan Smith penciled in, you had Robert Beal as kind of the third guy, but not getting many snaps. And then after that, it really was a heavy drop off. They, they might they might just rush four. They did a lot of that today. 
MJ Sherman is going to be your next guy up, and then uh, I like the I like having the three linebackers on the field. You know? David oh, yeah. Story. I mean, I, Quay Walker was an outside linebacker, was he not, Trent, when he first showed up at Georgia? At Crisp County, wasn't he? I mean, he was outside linebacker, defensive end at Crisp County, but he was recruited to be an inside linebacker. Did y'all see the play where N'Kobe Dean lined up as outside? Yes. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> he made a play. <laughs> wow. He broke was... the passing coverage for like the first half. He was the only uh, linebacker with a uh, – only person on the team with a pass breakup. So that was lights out. Hey, Roddy, uh, Steve Conyers says, uh, is there anyone who got injured that we are concerned about or that we should be concerned about so far? Not to my knowledge. I mean, if you if uh, Nolan Smith is out for a week or so, it's uh, that's injured and that you should be concerned about it. But it doesn't sound like it's uh, a, a huge deal, uh, again, especially with the two games you have coming up. If you were about to play a big game, then you would be concerned about it. And I don't know what's going on with Devontae Wyatt. I worry about him and kind of want to know, uh, you know, who else is uh, sick. But they should all be fine. You can put them all on Tamiflu or whatever and get them ready for uh, the next couple games. Yeah, that was that was going to be my point was uh, Devontae Wyatt. We just don't know if that was stingers or a little something extra there. Hey, so. You know, I, I do want to mention um, – I meant to tell you this uh, – show is actually going to be sponsored now by rogue apothecary you they found somebody that would partner up with the pos yeah <laughs> uh, rogue wow. apothecary now this is a uh, uh a veteran and his wife they actually grow all their stuff out in uh, oregon so they're a fantastic couple uh they sell some uh, hemp products some uh, uh gummies some fine stuff there uh, when you get a chance, you need to check them out. And they even have a nice little promo going on for UGA sports members. If you use, uh, or anybody watching this show, if you use the code Bulldogs10, you'll get a discount on your items. So if you need some of the uh, interesting things they have there, Whoa. they have some great pain relievers. They have CBD oils. They have some tinctures. Uh, they have some uh, home and beauty products. It's a... Um, Hemp flowers, some Delta this Eight. Is, this is Ben's type of sponsor right here. I'm just saying. Here's the reason I bring it up is that pain salve, salve they call it. I can never say salve, but the pain cream that you rub on uh, has. They're a big sponsor of our Texas site, and the, all the Texas readers are raving about these guys and what they do for us. You know, and what they do for their customers. They just talk about them all the time. So uh, I want people to know that they're out there. You know. Uh, is veteran-owned, uh, husband and wife team, a uh, couple kids, uh, 10 and 8. Uh, they have three recreational farms out in Oregon. So uh, they also have indoor cultivation uh, out in Wisconsin. This guy, Richard, he's the owner of the place. He did two tours in Iraq. Uh, his wife has a master's in psychology. So these aren't just some uh, runner-mill potheads out there doing stuff, stuff like this. These are people who actually do a lot of research, and they create some great products, and they are available to our uh, readers uh, and our viewers, if you use the code Bulldogs10, you'll get a nice discount. So I want to shout out to the folks at uh, Rogue Apothecary. Try them out. See what you think. Let us know what you if you uh, are happy with what they do. Because the reviews that we've seen, the reason I brought them on as a sponsor, sure. is I went out and read some of the threads on the uh, ten, uh, ten, uh, Texas board, and people just absolutely raving about their products and the customer service. And one guy said, look, I bought my wife a um, 
some jewelry from Tiffany's, the stuff that came from Rogue Apothecary was better wrapped, you know, the packaging and everything. So oh, wow. if you're getting gifts from some people, it's Christmas or getting close to Christmas. Uh, take care of those folks. Yeah, take care of me too. Send me some of those. <laughs> Paul, you know, you know what I have a hot take for? I think oh, Lincoln Riley's on. most overrated coach in college football. If you want a hot take. Damn. I was just having a discussion with an LSU childhood friend who said, I don't know if I want Lincoln Riley now because honestly, he said, I hear Kirby Smart gets all this flack that Lincoln Riley's done way worse given the conference and given what he's had. Like Lincoln Riley, if everyone praises him, but they trash on Kirby Smart, which makes no sense to me now that I think about it. Here's a, here's a hot take, Ben. EJ just went and checked the website over there at Rogue and he said everything's sold out because of you. Of course. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, thanks for checking out the website already, EJ. But yeah, Ben is a uh, heavy supporter of that. And uh, <laughs> as you can see, his background is very green. So, uh, man. 4117, guys. 4117 in Knoxville. Any other year besides this one, Georgia fans will be going crazy. The conversation is still kind of stuck on the quarterbacks, but I don't think it's really stuck on the quarterbacks that much anymore. Overall stats, guys, 17 of 29 for Bennett, 213 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, a 59% completion rating, and a quarterback rating of 131.7. I'm going to bring these stats up for you guys here, see if you can see them. James Cook, 10 attempts, 104 yards. I think that ties his career high, if I'm not mistaken. Had two touchdowns on the ground with a 39-yard well, uh, scamper there. Zamir got going a little bit late. Uh, Kenny Mack got himself on the board with a touchdown, as did Stetson on the ground. In terms of receiving, he had one touchdown for James Cook. Uh, A.D. Mitchell led the way. Five receptions, 65 yards. A.D., you guys had, gave me flack. He had he four catches me. in a row. So Yeah, he did. He did. On that, on that long 90-yard drive. Uh, Brock, two catches for 23 yards. Would have liked to have seen him get a little bit more involved. He did hit five targets, so seven, most targets on the team. Just didn't haul those guys in. As for Tennessee in terms of passing, Hooker, 24 of 37, 244 yards, a touchdown and an interception. And then Joe Milton came and kind of lit up the second team defense a little bit there with one play going for 54 yards. So rushing, look at that. Holy cow, 36 attempts, 55 yards for 1.5 a carry. 1.5 a carry. Every time they ran the ball, you just, I mean, even before the guy was down, you're like, okay, good. It's a handoff. Thank God. Yeah. You know, you just, you're not going to run on this team, but they were really worried about the run early on. I didn't get it. You know, they, I think I think something else is uh, uh, Kamara averaged fifty-one yards a punt. Trent, you, you will you let me get there? We're not even. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't know you, I thought you were done. I thought you were done. No, I'm not done yet. We're you, this is scroll this is down. Austin. Damn it! Hold on. Okay, I can't scroll. I've got to go I'm back. Not up. Interested in, right? in what Tennessee receivers did? Here, special just for you. There you go. You, you wouldn't go in there. You wouldn't go in there. I wasn't. I was not going there. I was not <laughs> at all. Uh, but we will for you. Jake Camarda, five punts, 254 yards. Damn, that's crazy. 50, 51 yard per punt average. That's insane. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I really want – I thought this was going to be a game where Georgia would get a big return, but 
you did uh, mention in the three, two, one column, you got to watch out for Vilas Jones Jr. And he showed you exactly why 20 yards on a yeah. kick return, uh, 44, uh, Wait, wait, didn't he have a punt return as well? He had a yeah, it was like a twenty-four yard, yeah, the long right there, twenty-four yeah, yard, twenty-four return. yarder there. That's uh, that's a field changer. So that's a guy that you got to watch out for. Uh, I was glad that they stopped him on that uh, kick return. He didn't get that far. He shouldn't have taken it out. But that's just a guy that's dangerous. But I thought that maybe with Kyrus Jackson being healthy, he just never had a really good one there that he could uh, break off. But JT's you know, go-to receiver. House one man, he's he's going to take one to the house. Was JT's go-to receiver at USC? Oh, one oh, thing I was going to say, yeah, and I, right. I think Cedric Tillman, I mean, I know a lot of his numbers were in somewhat in garbage oh. time with the Joe Milton had a couple deep balls to him, but still 200 yards. He's going to be in the NFL next year for sure. Him and those guys, like that's the thing I'm curious about with Tennessee. Does Hooker go pro next year? He's been in college for five years at least. They could lose their entire passing attack potentially. So that's one thing yeah. to watch long term. I, I think today was a – was a opportunity for Hooker to uh, kind of put his stamp on going to the NFL or not. I think I think he might be coming back. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, Hooker, saying. yeah. Well, I mean, they all have the super senior year. So uh, they can yeah. come back another year. I think even Stetson can come back another year if he wanted to. Hey, Stetson, Stetson can come, come back two or three more years. Year. Nobody knows. Stetson looks like he's working come back however long. What did you say? I didn't hear you, Roddy. I said Stetson will come back next year and be your starting quarterback. <laughs> God, don't start that. You're gonna um, eleven the whole, the whole UGA fan. November thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Roddy calls a shot. <laughs> who uh, who do the UGA fans want the most? They want Brock. You assume? Uh, well, that, they yeah, that'll be it. So anybody not anybody not named Stetson, then it's uh, Stetson or Brock. If, if Brock gets the starting Brandon nod, then Brandon Stetson Griffin. comes in. And uh, I think whenever Brock body. gets the job, he's going to keep it. Brandon Griffin just shouts no in the chat. <laughs> the on the defense, deliver in 2022. I'm, I'm probably going to agree with Roddy, but I think if Brock ever gets, damn it, no. What wrong. are you guys doing? Let me finish these defensive stats so I can get these hey, things hey, off of here. You guys are talking crazy. We got Dave McMahon <laughs> waiting in the wings. You mentioned Arch Manning. Wasn't he in Knoxville today? Was he? I believe so. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 11 tackles for Nicobe, five solos. Kendall had six solos, three sacks, three sacks for Kendall, and a forced fumble, forced fumble for Nakobe. Another forced fumble there by Kenny. When did that happen? Did I miss that? By Kenny McIntosh? Oh, it was on a punt return. I figured as much. And but... uh, Tennessee recovered it. Okay. But I guess they didn't right. count it. Uh, tackles for loss. Georgia finished with nine tackles for loss. Six sacks. Six sacks almost turned into a Clemson-type performance. You had one from Nakobe, three from Tyndall, a half from old Chavs, Chambliss, Warren Brinson with a half, and Robert Beal. Robert Beal with a uh, with a sack in, there. In so the there's tenth your game, In the 10th game, your, arguably your best defensive player led the team in tackles for the first time all season. That's that was your point. No, no way, Nakobe. That's the first time Nakobe led the team in tackles. First Hold on. Time. Dave I think McMahon. it is. Yep. Dave McMahon, are you there? Yeah, what's oh, going on, guys? Perfect guy to bring you in. Yeah, perfect time to bring you in. Trenches said this is the first time all season Nicobe Dean's led the team in tackles in a game. Well, look, let's see. Nicobe Dean had five in that that first game against Clemson, and Lucine had a ton. Um, if you want to go, we're just worried about Nicobe here. 
Yep, I know. I'm, I'm going through each one for you. Let's see. Nicobe had only three, and Tyndall had more against UAB. Nicobe had, let's see, three against South Carolina. Tyndall had at least seven. Um, Nicobe did not play. Let's see. Oh, no, excuse me. He had three against against Vandy. He had four against Arkansas. He had five against Auburn. Um, people had more than that. Um, he had Trent's seven. Right. Trent's he had seven right. when he had that. So, yeah, it looks, it looks like um, – Damn. It looks like Mr. Um, Trent is correct. Wow. First time all year. Paul, you're not really Trent being right. That. I, no, because I mean, it feels like Nicobe's all over the field. It feels like Nicobe's yeah. all over the field. I, I don't think your hatred for Brock Bowers, I don't think anything could top that at this point. So I think I you're, mean, you're fine. Just put, just put Brock at running back. I mean, that Joker just yeah. runs over everybody. <laughs> Dave, what's up stat wise, man? What, well, what when you talk about rushing, I mean, I, why couldn't he get to the forty yard mark? Uh, um, and in total yards, um, this was the. Do you know this is what um the ninth time on the Kirby Smart error that um four different Georgia players had um forty yard more rush yards in a game, and they did not have it at all in twenty sixteen. So really, technically, it's twenty seventeen to do right now. But if if Brock would have got a little bit further, he would have got to that forty mark, um, forty yard mark total. Um, one time, Georgia's and Kirby Smart did over four players. You remember that game? No. Four player? No. Well, more than more than four players had over forty yard rush. Was it South Carolina last year? It was not South Carolina last year. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no it idea. Was it wasn't anything big. Oh, why would it? Come on, Dave. Oh, there's minute minute stuff. Okay, how about um it's the 14th time three different players have scored a um a rushing touchdown in a game in a game for Georgia under Kirby Smart. Um this is let's see, the fourth time Georgia's had more um six or more sacks in a game under Kirby. Can you name the other? Uh, can you name the other ones? Uh, well, Clemson. Clemson. That's yeah. This is just be very. Yeah, seven. Trent will help. Oh, Trent. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, and this game is three. And another one you won't get is Murray State. So, no way! I wouldn't have got that. Um, so that, that's a big one. Um, can you name the three times where James Cook has got a touchdown rece- reception and a touchdown rush in a game? They're all against SEC teams, so it's Missouri last year. Missouri last year. These, this is all you've been. My brain is mush. I was going to say the, Bama uh, last year, but I don't know if you rushed for one. I know he caught no. one. My brain is was mush. Bama last year, Dave? Uh, Bama, no. <laughs> Bama, no. Bama, no. Dave, what are they? they uh, Jay are. Martin's saying Kentucky. Kentucky's no. <laughs> All right, it's 2020 Missouri, 2021 South Carolina, South Carolina and 2021 yeah. Tennessee. Um, since 1992, this is the first team that has allowed 17 or fewer points in the first 10 games of the season since 1992. The last time was 2011 Alabama. Before that, 20, uh, 2007 Ohio State. Before that, 2006 Ohio State. Before that, 1999 Marshall, before that 1992 Washington, 17 or fewer points. Last time Georgia did that, I believe, it was 1927. Was last is time Georgia they, they, still they, the uh, in the first ten games? 
Georgia still the first number one ranked uh, defense in terms of points given up. Oh, it has to be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they were way. They're still in the single digits. Yeah. They're they're way in the lead. Who's second? A and M. Coming into this coming into this week was A and M. Speaking of that, why is my TV in my hotel room now? <laughs> Pay the bill. In the background. It's because you're staying at the Red Roof Inn. No, I'm not staying at the Red Roof Inn. Do you think TV would put me up in a Red Roof Inn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't How know. How are you on the totem pole, uh, Dave? I mean, oh. Paul got to experience I, what I experienced with Baltimore hotels. We've been to Baltimore hotels. Yeah, we have. Made that rap, Paul. Not, not good. Not yeah, good. We have. <laughs> we have indeed. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to see, Dave. I don't know how to do this. You're much better at stats than me, but I'm trying to see uh, if George is still leading in scoring defense. There we go. Oh, no, they they it? are. I mean, they they. Had I mean, if you look at my oh, last stats. It's not updated. It's not updated. Yeah, and, and I mean, A and M fourteen. You would have to give up like forty or fifty points in this game to yeah to lose that. A and M is fourteen point six seven, and they're in yeah. second. Georgia was yeah. at six point five six before I'm this game. On my so. stats crunch each week, I've been doing top five in scoring defense, top five in scrimmage touchdowns allowed, and top five in total yards per game allowed. Dave, do they count the UAB pick six in those stats? That's why. That's why I do a separate one for scrimmage touchdowns. Okay. They did because a lot of fans go, "Well, that's not fair. Not our defense didn't do all that stuff." I go, "Well, that's why I have scrimmage touchdowns as well." Hey, Dave, I got a stat for you. Ooh. When was the last time Georgia finished conference play undefeated? I'll say eighty-two. You just knew that off top. Yeah, you just knew that off top of your head. They said it on the broadcast, Paul. That was terrible. But he might have not been listening. He might have not been listening. Or maybe I was was the one who handed that that to him. That's an F for effort. I know. know, No, the reason I'm bringing bringing it up, Ben, is because I knew Dave probably had a hand in handing You know how many cards I have that I give to people? He he had that stat. That was his stat, probably. Was that your stat, Dave? That that was my stat. I mean, other times, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Figured I would do well, it. Also, I mean, they also, oh, you just can't get wins in trivia, man. They're, they're, also they're just garbage. They also finished undefeated in the SEC. I mean, obviously, the the conference championship does not count as a, like an S- official SEC game, even though it is. But other times they finished um, perfect in the SEC. were 40, 1946, 1948, 1959, 1980, 1981, 82, and 2021 were the only undefeated SEC seasons. Hey, Dave, did you see any golf balls in the stands today? No golf balls, and thankfully, thankfully no mustard. I mean, did you see that Tennessee receiver at the end run through them folding chairs? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I did see that at the end. Yeah, folding chairs are not mm. – By the way, um, you mentioned the t- you mentioned Tillman earlier. That that was the fourth time Georgia's allowed a 200 um, yards receiving in a game. And the second mm. time against an SEC team. Can you remember the last one? You guys talked about it a, a while back. Andy, Remember Andy Isabella for UMass? Yes, I do. Yeah, he, he was a little. He was good. Yeah, he was a little yeah, guy. He was. He's, he's he playing for the. He's playing for the Cardinals now. He's playing for uh, Arizona Cardinals. The other guy was Ronnie Daniels, although Ronnie spelled R O N N I E in the media guy, but the real way Ronnie spelled it, it was R O N N E Y. You want to know? And then the player with the most receiving yards ever against Georgia was Andre Risen in the Vince Dooley's last game in the Gator Bowl. I mean, he had. He had like 256 or something like that. Damn, Dave. He had a pretty good career. Well, Dave, you've had a pretty good career, too. I'm sorry. 
You've had a pretty good career too, too, Dave. Yeah, I'm, I got I got a nice little I got a nice little Titans Saints game. I got I got to work tomorrow. I can see Ben Jones at, in action. There you go, baby. There you go. Well, we appreciate you, Big Dave, for jumping on with us and throwing us some stats, and then me throwing the same stat back to you that you threw to us in the broadcast. You like that? Like a statception. There we go. There go. All, All right, right, Dave. We'll holler at you, my friend. Thanks for calling in, brother. Bye, y'all. See ya. Let's see if we can add. Let's get Roddy back in here. Get Ben back in here. You didn't. You didn't like how I threw the stat back to him there, Ben. No, he Paul, made... that's F for effort. It's, how? it's terrible. It's a joke. It's a. It's a. Play. It's hot garbage. It's like you've always been in trivia, Paul. Jeez. Uh, let's see here. We've got some questions coming in. I'm trying to pick one. Here we go. How much do you think the offense changes if Pickens comes back? I'd say a lot. I mean, you just got to throw him the ball a lot. Yeah. A.D. Mitchell probably wouldn't see the field as much, I would think. He probably takes over for A.D. Hey, he had a hell of a game tonight. A.D.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go back yeah. to the last week when he missed two, and you know, they, they had him uh, – I think they listened like four drops. I only remember two drops, but – He struggled versus Florida. He, that, that was a hell of a catch on third down where he yeah. got his arms up under the ball. Again, bad throw. You know, you're going to get some of those with Stetson Bennett. But you're also gonna get some good ones. But that's what you you need those again, team effort. You need guys like that. Go back to that uh, crazy catch Kenny McIntosh had, you know, on that wheel route that uh, was a bad throw. You need guys to save your ass like that. But AD Mitchell had played a hell of a game tonight. And I don't say it's because Burton Rosemary were breathing down his neck. I don't know exactly how it worked out, but that was a guy who was it's, you're in danger of losing a starting spot with those guys coming back, but he played lights out tonight. And I think it, we should give him credit, even though because people were giving him shit last week when he had those drops. Jay Martin 24 says, even if Picken comes back, guys, Stetson's not going to throw him the ball. Emoji hand over the forehead. Why not? Because it's freaking emoji hand over the forehead, dude. <laughs> ah, that's why. Okay. Not. Well, that's a good reason. Yeah. The one guy he doesn't seem to throw a lot to is Burton for whatever reason. Maybe because he's still danged. I don't know. Look, I'm telling you, Burton was at his best. He threw, he threw them all week last week. Yeah, last week he, he did. Three times. Touchdowns. Yeah, and he almost had three touchdowns. That's the most he's ever thrown to him is three times <laughs> well, in a game. That's, he hasn't even been out there. He's been banged up. Yeah, he he's been, been, been out there for literally like 5% of the offensive plays this year, 10% at tops. And so that's one I go back to when uh, last year when Stetson uh, lost to Florida with a play with a banged-up shoulder. Uh, you remember Jordan Davis is in the game, George Pickens is in that game. Then all of a sudden they play some really crappy teams. Jordan Davis comes back. George Pickens comes back. JT Daniels gets his first start. He's throwing to George Pickens. George Pickens is making all these amazing plays. And was like, wow, that's, yeah, this is what we needed. Well, shit, you know, if you have a guy like George Pickens in the game, that makes the offense a lot different. So – I would love to actually see JT Daniels. He doesn't throw for 300 yards. Well, give him Burton and give him Pickens. Give him guys like that. That's not a shot against McConkey or those guys, but get an absolute burner out there. Get Harry and Smith healthy, you know? So, uh, which Daniel McClendon asked how many targets. Is, oh, you're, sorry, you're, he's doing a lot with less when on the, on the offense. You don't have your top wide receivers. You don't have Don Blaylock. You don't have George Pickens. You don't. You didn't have Jermaine Burton for most of the season. Haven't had Arian Smith for most of the season. Haven't had Marcus Roseby, Jack Saint for huge chunks of the season. You're having to do it with Lad McConkey and Adrian Mitchell. That's uh, they're they're getting it done, but that's not where you wanted to be when you started the season. 
Uh, Paul, uh, Paul, I do want to bring this up because people are talking about Can Blaylock. I, what it, Dominic ben, Blaylock? Ben, 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 damn it. Let me answer Daniel's question real quick. and then you. Real no, quick. no, 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 uh, no, no, no. There was four total. Four total for uh, Burton and Jackson tonight. One for Burton and uh, three for Jackson. Go ahead, Ben. No, I was just going to say, what Dominic Blaylock are you getting when he comes back? <laughs> No. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Well, like, like what Dominic Blaylock are you going to get when you come back when you've missed not playing football for two years? Oh God. For um, two years. Like I, people expect like, Oh, he's going to come back. He's going to be old Dominic Blaylock. You, you don't know that guy has played in two years. Well, I know he's going to catch the football because he don't ever drop. I don't know, man. How um, effective is he going to be? Cause they're, they've been leg injuries and that long away from football and contact. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's tough, man. Honestly, I, Roddy says he doesn't expect him to play. I think it would be hard to throw a guy out there this late in the season when you haven't I played think, him that long. I think it would it, be It's tough, just hard man. to do. I, I think he might be healthy enough to go out there. That's not what Roddy was trying to allude to. I remember when he said it. I think it's the fact that when you haven't played that long and how well George is doing, do, do you really even want to use him unless you have to? But then you're going to throw on how he is from a, yeah. from a mental standpoint. I mean, yeah, I think, I, I think, I think men, mental – is uh, also key with him, Ben, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Daniel says, thanks, Paul. No problem, big dog. I got you. I got you. Uh, Dario Flavio, I hope you're real. If you're not, I'm going to get you out of here very quickly, but you're going to join the join the show. Dario, what's up, man? Dario's not real. I don't know. I don't oh, know why. He's to sing. Yeah, he might have been singing. Dario, maybe call back a little later. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. <laughs> Call back um, after ten. Yeah, yeah. Call back <laughs> after ten. We uh, we'll answer for sure. Oh man, let's see here. Jay Martin personally feel more confident with JT rooting for Stetson is rooting for the underdog, and it's no reason we should be playing the underdog role this year. Do it. Hey, Stetson's like Will Will Smith with the Braves. As long as he gets you a ring, it don't matter. Oh, I like that comparison. Nobody <laughs> really liked Will Smith, but damn, he played good in the World Series. In the postseason, didn't give up a run. So the most the most hated people in Georgia the last three months have been Stetson Bennett and Will Smith. Yeah. One's got a ring. One's ten and zero. Yeah, Trent bringing the fire from the bottom right of the show tonight. Half the half the show label taken up. His uh, hey Fred Roddy. Fred wants uh, somebody to call Coach Don. Has he gone to bed yet? Or uh. Can we get Coach Don on the show? Yeah, Coach Don will be up watching uh, a lot of football. Yeah, I, I will say if you if people missed the watch along show today, you missed a clinic. He was calling. He called reverses before they happened. He called sacks before they happened. He called. Uh, this is going to be a pitch into the boundary. It was a pitch into the boundary. I mean, it it really felt like he had watched the game previously, you know, in the future, and it, you know came back. It was mind-boggling. <laughs> he and he's like, then he goes, all right, uh, let me see how they're going to line up. I'll tell you what's going to happen. And he'd look at the formation. And, and both sides, he was picking what Tennessee was going to do. He's like, uh, okay, quarterback keeper here, quarterback draw, quarterback draw. Like, you know, it kind of takes the fun out of it if you know what's going to happen ahead of time. Jeff Dyer <laughs> said he called the sack for Chaz. Do you remember that? He absolutely did. Yeah. He called that uh, – ended around to uh, – uh, Burton, uh, I mean, it's Brock Bowers right before it happened. He's like, and if uh, they fake it here and Stetson goes around the edge, he'll run for days. And they faked it and went around the edge and ran for days. It was like, I mean, the man, there's a reason he led 
uh, college football with two different types of offenses. He led with a rushing offense and he led with a passing offense. No one else has ever done that. So the man understands the concepts and the numbers and he's calling stuff all the time. Another man that understands concepts and numbers, Roddy, I'm going to remove you and bring him in is Brent Rollins. Brent Rollins. What, is up? what the hell is on your hat? Uh, that's the Lane's barbecue stuff. Oh, dope. Okay. I, I was like, I didn't know if that was an animal farm reference or something. Lane's Barbecue, <laughs> big sponsor of the uh, early, early the season. Yeah, original sponsor, early in the season sponsor for the Around the League podcast. So repping go. some of their stuff still yet. You, you, hey, wearing, the, you wearing the Tennessee tee on your shirt? No, that would be the uh, North Dakota Titans tee. Titans they, moving they make, on in the playoffs. Uh, I was going to say, they make the playoffs? Uh, beat Miller Grove 56 to... 28, oh. I think, on Friday. Whoa. Hey, shout out to Flowery Branch High School and Cherokee Bluff High School, both uh, making it to the second round. And uh, Flowery Branch, Trent's, Trent's stomping grounds. I live across the street from Cherokee Bluff. Uh, yeah, I live across the street from you. Um, so. <laughs> that's kind of true. It's not really true, but that's kind of true. Uh, how much fun and, are you guys having right now? Brent, man, I'm, I am jacked up on freaking Mountain Dew. And I'm chilling, brother. I got a fresh haircut, fresh lineup. I know, I know you guys see it in the chat. I look good. Um, <laughs> just saying. If, ben if ben wanted me. to get a Ben wanted to drink a little bit, but we had to check his ID, and he's not a big yeah. We can't we can't let Ben drink on the show. Um, that would be promoting minors getting alcohol, which would demonetize the channel. Uh, but Brent, no. One thing I wanted to ask. I was this was my next topic, and you just happened to pop up. And you're good with offensive uh, play calling abilities. Do you think that obviously Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech aren't going to be able to do jack shit against Georgia? But uh, Alabama, look by all intents and purposes, probably going to be in the SEC championship game unless there's a miracle uh, against Auburn. Um, and I think even Texas A&M, if they lose this, they're out. So it, it could turn wild. Um, but anyways, do you think there's any way that Alabama can replicate what Tennessee did, but do it better because they have better players that really fast paced offense? Or is this the only time Georgia is going to see this and Georgia fans don't have to worry about this really fast paced tempo type? Because it did get Georgia on the first couple of drives. They were able to hunker down after that. But what is it? Well, I, no, I don't think they can just because and the reason uh, I think that is it's not so much of the pace of play that Tennessee plays with. It's the horizontal part of what they do. The fact that they stretch the field to where the receivers like giving a high five to the coaches on the sideline. And if you, you know, if you have six, they're just playing a numbers game, you know, they'll motion a guy out. If you stay in the box, all right, we're throwing the now screen. If you don't, if you go away from the box, we're running QB, we're running inside. So there are certain things that Alabama can do from a from just an up-tempo part, but not. I don't think they're going to do the formational part horizontally like Tennessee does. That's just unique. That's unique to the Browse system, the Browse tree that Hypo kind of comes from. And it's tough. Like The biggest thing for me with this game is, is that the hardest-fought, like, 24-point seemingly dominant yeah. victory you've ever seen yeah it didn't, it didn't feel it did not feel like a 41 17 game and it really mm -hmm. wasn't for most of the game it was 24 10 and 
you were waiting for that other shoe to drop for Tennessee. We talked about Hooker throwing it out of bounds on the fourth down. Like, what the hell are you doing? Then you tried to run for another fourth down. They were grasping for it at that point. Um, I do want to get Fred's comment up here. He he saw my haircut, uh, so thank you, Fred. Um, <laughs> but Ben, what what question do you have for Brent? Ben, you could learn a thing or two from this guy. Really, really, Paul. I, I agree with Dane. You're my second favorite Paul in the SEC. I agree. I agree with Dane. No, but I was going to ask Brent. You also think that this quarterback situation it's locked up because I'm I think I'm in agreement. This is locked up at this point. Yes. I think it's 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 barring here's the thing and here's the thing that's I think the only thing that's going to get Jade or that gets Stetson pulled from the game is a multiple turnovers like mm-hmm. two picks back in the first back. half kind of thing yeah, yeah something like that one I don't think you know one or like if it's you know an SEC championship game throws one pick I don't think that happens but once the second turnover happens then I think you see him there but yeah. you know with with the whole dynamic of him. I think what you've seen against in their true tests on the road at Auburn and now at Tennessee, you know, the Georgia or the Florida game is a little different, but Munkin is going to say, look, Stetson, we're going to, the amount of unblocked defenders they left tonight to actually read and mm-hmm. let him be a possibility of keeping exponentially higher than what it was before. Like even some of the stuff against Missouri. And, and I think a lot of it is, we don't have to. We know we're going to beat these teams just playing sort of normal. So when you play mm-hmm. in a game that you know you have to have certain things, the governor comes off of Stetson from a running game perspective. Five of his six runs for first downs tonight. I mean, and it's just when you add that element and you start leaving defenders unblocked, you get hats on hat on a hat, you get angles, and your running game, you see what happened. The running game became a thing. Now, granted, Tennessee's not any sort of juggernaut defensively, obviously, but still yet it just it opens things up immensely for your running game. I agree. Trent, you got anything for Brent before we let him go off and do his uh, PFF thing? <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, – I mean, I, I, I'm going to agree. I think t- today's the first day i actually seen Stetson, the, the offensive line, What? Uh, they they are leaving guys unblocked sometimes not intentionally so um yeah, i think the the <laughs> offensive guard uh, got blown up a couple of times but like on on the play on the touchdown run they, they did leave two guys unblocked on that uh i mean i guess it was kind of a play action fake speed out whatever they they ran but um my two guys unblocked and Stetson made a play but uh i mean i guess you covered everything we did indeed. And Brent, thank you so much for jumping on hey, with us, man. Brent, let me ask you one question. Oh, okay. Al- I think a lot of people look at Alabama like Alabama of the past. They're not as good at wide receiver, and they're not as good at, in my opinion, a quarterback. They, it, Bryce Young could be in the future, but what what do you see with Alabama? I, I would almost – it, where I was actually thinking, and now before I, we see A and M, I'm pointing because my TV's on A and M, the A and M Mississippi uh, Ole Miss game. Like if you're thinking about it, you know, when you look at the rosters of Alabama and A and M, A and M might actually have a better roster. In if you like from yeah. just an NFL like NFL level players, and if A and M had Bryce Young, holy cow. 
Like, yeah, they would be legit, big time legit, and the favorite in the West, I think. But they're so deficient with Calzada to me at quarterback that you, it's like, all right, I, I would love for I was loving or hoping that Auburn would beat Alabama. A and M runs the table. You play them, but like you said, Trent, Alabama's not Alabama just from a talent perspective. I mean, you got Evan Neal on the offensive line that's an NFL guy. You got Will Anderson that's an NFL guy. Uh, the Mechie and, and Williams, or the Jamison, the kid from Ohio State, Jamison Williams. Like you, that's and Bryce Young. And but but like, they have one really go-to running back. Their defensive line is nowhere near what's been in the past. Uh, their linebackers are struggling. Uh, their best linebacker came from Tennessee. So uh, and Christian Harris, he's struggling too. Both of them. Both of them are horrible in coverage. Get so, worked all the time in coverage. I think I think a lot of people look at Alabama and say, "Well, Stetson can't beat Alabama." Well, this is not the same Alabama that uh, Jake Fromm played. Yeah, no. This is not the same Alabama. Um, no, and it's also like you watch the game tonight. The what Tyndall and Dean and Walker, how great they played against, and you know, with a, with Hooker being a running QB and a running QB threat, Bryce Young is that guy, just better, just way better. And way yeah. more accurate outside the pocket. How and, mobile do you think Bryce Young is, Brent? Because to me, for a guy his size, he doesn't seem as mobile. Like he's definitely mobile, but not what I was expecting. He's, he's a shade bigger than uh, the shade bigger than Stetson. No, no, he yeah, he like he's a he is Stetson Bennett in a way from a size perspective, like very, very, very similar. And I think with you, what you see with him, you don't see speed. He he mm-hmm. very much to me is like Russell Wilson, like a. a a non-thick version of Russell Wilson where he's going to make one little step here, uh, one little step uh, to the right uh, (laughs) version, and and just always make you miss, always be under control, and still looking to throw the ball down the field. He's not going to beat you with with just sheer speed and athleticism. And that I think that's what's going to give Georgia a little bit of advantage. Like I think they'll be able to tackle him maybe a little bit more so than they were able to tackle Hendon Hooker just because that guy was big and strong and broke – a bunch of tackles tonight. And there's Brent Rollins, guys. Brent, we appreciate you. No more questions, right, Trent? Or are you going to throw another one before I – No, I'm good. I'm good. I was just, okay, just – You know, sure. I, I think there's been a lot of talk about Bama. And uh, the thing is, <laughs> I've watched Bama. Again? I've <laughs> watched you? Bama. And I think a lot of people's watched Bama. And they they're still have this this thing that they're, they're back to what they were in 18, 17. But – Talent-wise, they're not. They're they're, they're just right. It, it, it is a big difference. It's not even like close. Like the defensive line. I have like, one question for you guys though, and it's it's something that I wrote in my post-game piece. Have you talked kind of playoff stuff yet at all, or no? Not yet. I, I said I think George is locked in now. Because that's what I wrote. That's exactly what I wrote. That Oklahoma losing to me. There's no way now the committee's going to. Take you know you get these next two wins you go into that game undefeated. There's no way now they're going to take their definitive number one team and drop them to five. The only yeah. possibility to me of Georgia falling out of the playoff was you know losing to Alabama, Oregon State being or Oregon being a one loss champion, Ohio State being a one loss champion, and Oklahoma being undefeated conference champion. Now that's not going to happen. The Big Twelve is assured of a one loss, at least a one loss champion. I think. This this win plus the Oklahoma loss, and you know going in undefeated, I think they're definitely in. There we go. And, and, and you're one loss away from having Cincinnati in. Yeah, or in Georgia, Oregon. Yeah, that, that's right. 
I mean, wait, wait, here's a question though: a one-loss Oklahoma or undefeated Cincinnati? You got to put undefeated Cincinnati in. Uh, the, way, assume, the, right? the way Oklahoma's played, I mean, I don't think Oklahoma's yeah. played. But Cincinnati's also, I mean, Blaine Gilmer's favorite team, Cincinnati. You know, <laughs> I don't think Oklahoma's. I think Oklahoma might get beat again. So hmm. I just don't. Oklahoma's not a good football team. No, they're not. They and if I were a Georgia fan, I'd be more scared of Ohio State than I would Alabama. One hundred. Ohio State. It'll be a good two-three game. Yeah, it would. It would. Brent, we're gonna let you run, brother man. Awesome. I appreciate you, my dude. Thank you so See much. See you guys later. Take it easy. All right, brother. Bring Roddy back on, guys. We had a super chat come in. I didn't want to miss it. Omari Carmichael, we appreciate it, my man. He says, "Who do you think wins the Heisman?" Trent, since you're in the bottom right, we'll start with you, and we'll go to Ben, then me, then Roddy. Stetson Bennett. Stop playing. <laughs> well, Roddy already claimed Rosario for the Braves won it, so I don't know. <clears throat> I would. Stop I it. don't. <laughs> I mean, Roddy, Roddy said it. I can pull up the receipts. I don't know. Ben Bachman said Caleb Williams, and he got benched today. Um, Ooh, he he's did. The, he did. <laughs> I, I don't know who wins Heisman. I mean, it's really up for grabs. I don't, I've got it. I've Matt got Crow. it. Down. Nope. Matt Crow's probably the best quarterback in the country. Nope. But. Kenneth Walker. Michigan yeah, State that, that, running that's back. Good. That's, but I, I just it would have to go with Walker, too. I, yeah. I just yes, have to. There's just there's there's just not a standout quarterback. Uh, just this kind of taking the head over everybody. If Bryce beats Georgia, they might just give it to him. Yeah, I mean, I feel what, if is, Bryce what is Bryce Georgia, at, have to what, give it to him? What honestly. is Bryce at stat wise though? Let's see. What's his what's his stats looking like? I don't know if this includes today or not. ESPN never is updated. Let's see. It is. Uh, maybe it is. So he's got 28 touchdowns, three interceptions, 2,755 yards. He's tied for 10th. 28 touchdowns is fourth. Three interceptions tied for 12th. His QBR second in the nation at 87. They also have him listed at six foot. No way. <laughs> Good next to him. No way. Yeah, they also have him listed at, at, at six foot. Um, where, where was he at? Indianapolis with us? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's no way. Amari, though, we appreciate it, man. Kenneth Walker's my pick. Uh, Roddy, did you put a pick in? Yeah, you, put, you said Matt Corral. Yeah, I mean, isn't aren't they uh, kicking the Texas A&M's ass right now? I think so, but is he putting up points? 15 to 3. Up, I was going to say, is he putting up any stats, though? I mean, He's hit some big passes. I don't know. Who I was just saying, if, uh, as much media hype as he's gotten, and you, know, you got banged up there for a while, they come back and win – uh, it keeps winning on the big stage like that. Uh, Lane Kiffin's getting a lot of attention for his quarterback, and this is a guy who can put up some crazy stats in the final couple games. He could be there. He's hey got guys, 217 passing yards, and he's Caleb got Mississippi Wo- State coming up too, where I think he's going for a bunch of yards. Caleb Williams made up for uh, his Stetson third down. He came back with a super chat. He said, Kenneth Walker, Matt Corral, Bryce, if start, Setson start. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even read this all the way through. Oh, it's Caleb he Williams said, in there? Why yeah, did he say Caleb Williams? Yeah, he said, he said Bryce if Setson starts against Bama. That's sly of you, Caleb. I'm, I'm going to go with <laughs> He came in with, with a super uh, chat to, to throw one more knife into Stetson's <laughs> back so he knew it would get on here. Very sly, Caleb. Very I'm gonna sly. With, uh, I'm going to go with Liam Welch as the husband. Liam Welch. What about Kenny Pickett? He's probably got 
a Kenny ton Pickett's, of yards. Kenny Pickett's decent. Liam Welch, dude, you had me thrown there, but that's Sanford's quarterback who threw for <laughs> 9,000 yards. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Has Pitt that? played Wake Forest, by the way? Who? Pitt and Wake Forest. Have they Are played? Really because I think that game Pitt? might get to 80-something 80, 80 in regulation. When's the last the time we talked about Pitt versus Wake Forest? <laughs> like, let's be honest. I, I, I actually want to see you. that game more than I'll any other game for you. if it's possible. Um, let's see. No, I don't think they play this year. They don't play this year. Kansas is, by the way, up by three touchdowns on Texas at half. No chance. 35-14. Isn't Texas defeated in the Big 12 right now? Texas is four and five. Yeah, but I don't think they've won in the Big 12. I could be totally wrong on that. You can look that up. I, I can look that up as well. And then Caleb came back again. This one was a dinger to Trent with the 499. Said, my Stetson stat was conversion, not completion. Damn it. I got to look it up again. I mean, I can look this up too. <laughs> hey, Caleb. Oh, they beat TCU by five. Okay, cool. So hey, let's, let's go back and to the third down thing here. Uh, who the hell cares if you're getting it done on first and second down? I mean, if you're going to pick one stat where one guy is not getting it done as much, but you're still winning 41 to 10, I my pet peeve is people that bitch about a certain stat to prove that this quarterback or that quarterback needs to be in there. Okay, so let's pick a third, a a one stat, one area where the guy that you want is better than the guy that's in there. Fine. Now talk about all the other stats where the guy that's in there is better than the guy that you want. You know, it's just a uh, I, I, the thing about three. The, Somebody was getting on my case about 300-yard passing games. He hasn't had a 300-yard passing game. Well, let's go back and look at how many of those games uh, earlier this year you weren't throwing in the ball in the fourth quarter. You're basically just running it. You know, you could leave him in there, and he could throw for 400 yards. You know, Stetson that, could throw that, for 400 yards? That matters. Could, could Stetson throw for 400 yards that game? Rod, Roddy's got a point. If you put up over 40 points and they were like 13 yards away from 500 yards, you take that every single time. You take that. Yeah, there's going to be little things you can nitpick. That's every offense. I agree. Um, you got the that's situation why, that's where we're you here. Could, uh, if you weren't blowing teams out, maybe your quarterback would have a 300-plus yard game. And in other games where uh, JT's in there and he's throwing for 300-plus yards, you're not running for as many. You know, it's uh, – it, and the run game is worse. So you can say, well, when JT's in there, the passing game is a whole lot better. Yeah, because on those RPOs, he's choosing to throw it, and he throws it a lot. They throw it all over the place. You put uh, stats in there, sometimes he checks to the run because it's the better play call, and you're blowing teams out. You're being successful. So don't come with the 300 this or the, well, that. Again, I'm not trying to defend stats, and I'm just saying don't, don't use one stat as your justification when you won't give it context. Well, he hasn't thrown for 300. It, are you saying he can't throw for 300 yards? Because that's bullshit. He's only completed <laughs> 14 passes. What, you think he can't throw for 30? You know how many times this kid throws in practice? Well, he can throw it 30, 40, 50 that, times. That, 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 he's that. only thrown the ball like three times in the fourth quarter. Hey, that's that's the, most like, the only time it was a close game in the fourth quarter was Clemson, and he didn't play that game. Caleb has found a way to throw in the fourth quarter. That, guys, that, Caleb that. has found a way to get on the show, guys, and it's by doing a super chat to to diss Stetson, and we're throwing it back to him. He said, "Name a stat that's not rushing yards where Stetson's better than JT. Name a stat. QB rating. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's all just throwing. <laughs> I, 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 right now, I'll, I'll take win loss record. Well, listen, his, his, the, the stat was JT's undefeated though. Technically, 
I'm Texas. sorry, Caleb, but the you, who has more wins? I know. Well, I, I'm I'm not I'm not arguing that, Roddy. I'm just saying technically JT is undefeated. Like he he yeah. would probably say that. Ben, shut up. All right, <laughs> I, I look back. Seventeen completions on third down. Seven of them went for first down. That's what the stat you're looking at. But four of them went for touchdowns. So can't really look at that. Let's see, Amari back with the four ninety nine. You guys are battling out here, battling in these streets hard right now. He said, uh, how many times will JT have been sacked tonight? You have to give Bennett, Bennett props for the rushing touchdown. I think, Trent, didn't you say like five or six times you think he would have been sacked tonight? He threw like three balls at the running back's feet that that he was yeah. had immediate pressure. And yeah. uh, I'm out. There's no way. Smart JT plays, gets, those. Uh, they're, they're definitely smart plays. There's no way JT gets the ball away. I mean, the ball th- that's in his lap before he even gets there. So, I, mean, I would say four or five, at least, he gets sacked. Well, and again, I want to go back to the, the concept there. Besides running, what where is he better? Why take away the, the one thing he did to save your ass? You know, it's like, well, besides, uh, you know, besides the uh, uh, being shot in the assassination, how was the play, Miss Lincoln? You know, come on. It's just, Jesus. You just you don't take out the most but, important thing that happened, or not just the most important thing, but a huge part of the reason this guy's in there versus that guy. I get that you want uh, one guy over the other. That makes perfect sense. But uh, at least judge them equally, you know. Did you read the same criteria for both? Then in that case, uh, yeah, one does have – one has better this versus the other guy's that. But uh, He went with a pro style yeah. in eight in 17 or 18 – and y'all wanted the dual threat. He went with the dual threat in 21, and y'all want the pro style. That's a good point, too. Ben, your uh, camera is a little off focus there, man. Just want to let you know. Um, but let's see here. Here's a, here's a good point by Fred F. He says, we'll never see a team like this again, and fans should appreciate this. It's almost over. We have to trust Coach Smart is what he said. Hey, I, uh, we'll go back about – five weeks and you know george is playing some uh, ranked teams there and we were doing the tuesday show and coach Dunn mentioned he said look enjoy this team he knows a special team when he sees it and he also knows that you know there's georgia has some warts and that they were going to be tested but he said look this, stop worrying so much about one thing or the other. and there are times that it's just not fun because you're like ah, why can you not People, you, you beat Florida, you beat the brakes off of them, you beat Arkansas, you know, you, you you beat a ranked Auburn team, and people are still bitching about stuff. It's like, God damn, enjoy the game. Enjoy your victory. You're about to be 12-0. When's the last when's the last time you were 10-0? When's the last time you went 8-0 in the SEC? Texas just, the score. But people I'm worried, Carmichael, would, you, like, would you rather be Florida? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know how I many you know how many people would die be. to have your quarterback issues, to have your issues. And again, you should not be here. Absolutely shouldn't be here. You're without your best quarterback, if you want to call JT the best, which maybe he is, but you're out your number one quarterback. You're out your number one offensive lineman. You played a huge part of the season without maybe, maybe your number one tight end in Darnell Washington, you know, but Fitzpatrick is your number one. But this is a guy who's had the ability to make those huge impacts. You played without him. Uh, you played without George Pickens. Dominic Blaylock, Jermaine Burton, Marcus Rosby, Jack Saint, Arian Smith, maybe top five wide receivers. So you had to go to Lad McConkey. Nobody knew who the hell he was before the season started. You didn't know who um, A.D. Mitchell was except from G-Day. You know, it's like, wait a minute, you're, you're down that 
down the chart. Now you lost. Oh, you lost uh, Tate Ratledge, another five-star you know, offensive lineman. Lost him right right off the bat. Now you're down uh, Adam Anderson on one side, and you've had some other guys banged up on the defense. Uh, you brought in a transfer who's supposed to come in and help you play safety. The guy finally he breaks his foot, finally gets in for a couple of plays, then tears an ACL. You're, you're missing 7,000 players, but you're still ranked number one. You're still kicking people's ass. You're going to go into the SEC championship game probably with a mulligan. If all these other teams keep losing, you can probably just go in there and just throw your helmet on the field, take the loss, rest up for the playoffs and still be in it. So uh, enjoy the season. Yeah, he's right. Fred's right. You're losing a lot of these guys. But yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to be – and maybe next year's a rebuilding year. But when you look at the way they're recruiting right now, there's a reason you lost all these guys and are still where you are. It's because your third, fourth, and fifth string sons of bitches are badass. They are killing it. And uh, you've got guys step up, and you're about to reload on this recruiting class. I mean, what what happened this week uh, in the recruiting rankings there, uh, Trent? Well, they landed, uh, what happened on the recruiting trail? They landed a big defensive back that was committed to Florida previously. Uh, oh, Julio Humphrey. Yeah. Uh, I, I, one of the top players in the – one top cornerbacks in the nation. You also took a – you stole a 2023 wide receiver from the Gators. You know, it's like just picking over there. Hey, who's recruited you? Yeah, we want this guy. We want that guy. We want that guy. Y'all come on. Then you're going to go out and grab uh, probably maybe Shamar James. You might Shamar get, uh, James, yeah. James Singletary, Kamari Wilson. Georgia just took Again, advantage of Florida. Be young, not Florida's not recruiting not. season. So. Yeah, it's yeah. not recruiting season down in Florida. Right? <laughs> I don't think they're going to land a single top 100 player. No, they're not going to. No, they're they're going to. Isaiah Bond might be top 100 right now. I don't know. I'm not uh, sure he ends up there. Here's here's something from John Lang, though. It says it's, he says, I think it's being a UGA fan. How many times has a shoe dropped? 02, yeah. 07, 12, 17. I get it, man. I get it. You have that, you have that vibe. This defense is different. This defense can win you a championship. There's not another team out there that is even remotely close to being as good as this defense. And this defense is banged up as well, man. Like, and you have Adam Anderson who is out till whenever. Uh, so, you know, I, I think you rely on the defense. You win the games like this, 41-17, where your offense puts up 487 freaking yards on offense. You know, you take that all day long, all day long. You would take that every single year in Knoxville, uh, 417. <laughs> Everywhere else in the country. Yeah. What's this you're showing us, Roddy? I'm checking out these uh, things from Rogue Apothecary, the uh, broad spectrum gummies, the Delta 8 uh, lollipops, the uh, the massage candle. Ooh, that sounds fun. The Delta 8 pre-rolls, the Delta 8 flowers. All this stuff is legal in the state of Georgia. So uh, if you want your CBD and your THC products, uh, there's nothing on here that's going to get you in trouble. So, uh, you're not going to drug test me, dude. I know you would fail. I know where you <laughs> Oh, you said I already boosted up their sales. Like, no, don't start with me, Pinky. I know where you've been. <laughs> but this stuff is a uh, uh, shout out to Rogue Apothecary for uh, uh, being a sponsor of our show again. For a guy that uh, went over, did two tours in Iraq, got banged up pretty badly. He's a former football player, you know. And the guy said, Look, I never did uh, tried, you know, CBD oil and didn't think it would work for him, but then. Found out it worked for him. He's like, where's this crap been all my life? And uh, now he's uh, trying it out. But uh, 
I did, I did want to get back, touch back on the part you, when you were saying about the um, uh, guys that are here now and to enjoy them because they're, you're going to possibility of losing some of those guys. This, this is a special team and that defense, like you said, Paul, they can win. I know everyone thinks of the Alabama and the uh, LSU offenses and think you have to have that same thing. And the idea that defense doesn't win championships or, or defense wins championships is outdated. Is it going to be, is it going to be outdated forever? Is it just, I mean, nothing stays the same in college football. You know, so you could have a situation where your defense and somebody brought this up on the board is your Trevor Lawrence. It is your. Uh, I like that. You know, it is your. Uh, uh, Joe Watson, you know, it's just yeah. this is a special, special team. And you can sit there and I, I get what uh, John was saying. You're so used to having the rug pulled out from underneath you at the last second. I, hey, who writes columns about how worried they are? You know, for each team, yeah. each team has just got something that's going to Arkansas is going to be able to move the ball on you. Uh, the, that uh, you're going to have a trouble trouble stopping uh, uh, DJ Ungalele at Clemson. You're going to have uh, Tennessee's that they got a puncher's chance. They're coming after you. I, I am there. I've been doing this since 1993, and I've seen I've been on the I've seen the tears in the eyes of these kids when they come up five yards short. You know. I've seen the last second losses. I've seen the you go into Auburn nine and zero and you come out nine and one. You know, uh, I've, I've I remember that LSU game. Georgia goes down there and gets a teeth kicked in. Oh yeah, uh, trust me, I, I've seen them all. Uh, I've been there. I, I've made that drive back from Florida year after year when they were getting their tails kicked. I know. Hey, we're uh, we're uh, Atlanta fans. You know, a lot of us follow the Falcons. You know, you 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 saw what happened when you were up. You know, just like Clemson. Uh, I mean, uh, Auburn was up today on uh, Mississippi State up twenty eight to three and lost. I get you're waiting for it, but don't let that fear. You know, the the, the whip dog will cringe when you raise your hand. You know, we're all kind of just cringing, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Don't be so concerned about that that you miss what's happening right around you. And all of a sudden, they've won a playoff game, and you're like, oh. Hey, look, we're here. You know, don't enjoy the ride. When is Georgia going to Georgia? Yeah, exactly. Stop worrying about that and enjoy the damn thing. Omari, uh, Omari, and I think Kayla Williams are uh, putting five hundred dollars that Georgia. <laughs> Kayla Williams is saying Georgia loses twice to Alabama. Omari said he'll send his money to Roddy. I don't know if Roddy wants to get in the middle of that, but um, you guys, uh, you guys have fun with that. That'd be cool. Uh, you... I mean, if Georgia beats Alabama, they won't have to face them twice. So that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if they take care of business the first game, Alabama is probably knocked out of the playoff. I would think you're going to have a one loss Big Ten team. I would think Michigan or Michigan or uh, no, excuse me, Michigan State. No, Michigan uh, or Ohio State. Michigan, Michigan State or Ohio State. All any of the three. Yeah. It's not going to be Michigan. Michigan State has the head-to-head, so it's going to be Michigan State. Well, no. What I'm saying, if if Ohio State beats Michigan State and then Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan would go. Oh, hell, I don't. I don't understand that conference. <laughs> I don't understand that conference. They're all they one even long. have a championship. Yeah, they're they're all in, in the, there too. So. They're all in the same division, so they'll play like they play Wisconsin. They always what? do every year. Or no? Yeah, probably. 
So you'll have Oregon in there, Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, Oregon. Um, Oregon tends Ohio to, State to be my guess. You know, who's who? Let's see who Oregon. And Notre Dame, like, of course. But, here, but here's the problem. Uh-huh. Oh, Kansas almost scored. Damn but here's the problem: Oregon, Ohio State. All these teams are one loss away from being eliminated. So Oregon tonight, they're playing Washington State. That could be an interesting game. They've get then they have to go. This is Oregon's trap game. They have to go to Utah next weekend. They do not play well against the Utes, and they might have to finish off against a terrible. Then they play a finish off against a terrible Oregon State team. But then they got Pac-12 championship. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Ohio State still has to play Michigan State, right? Or Michigan? Damn! Oh, damn! Ohio State has to play Michigan State next week at home, and they have to go to Michigan, which. I'm not impressed by John Harbaugh at all. So, who is? Uh, I don't understand. Uh, to Caleb wants to be clear. He said uh, his bet with Omari is uh, only if Stetson plays both games. I don't know how. I don't know how we've gotten in the middle of this, guys. But they're they're giving us super chat money to promote their their bet together. Well, that actually, <laughs> trust me, that super chat really helps, guys. I, yeah, we do it appreciate does. it. Keep betting within each other. Yeah, yeah. Keep talking amongst yourselves, and we will put it up on here. We can go all night, fellas. We can go all night till the cards run out. Uh, Cat dog says, like send your money to me. I got you. I got it covered. <laughs> Cat dog says fifteen ten. Texas A and M coming back. Texas A and M coming back. Dog awesome. All that matters uh, is Kansas beating uh, Texas. Is Kansas Uh-oh. still beating Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, we've got about seven. If if we go with to our normal time, which is right at around two hours, we have about seven minutes left. So as we look for no, you just go, you can go do the full four hours tonight. Come on, don't be a wuss. Four, dude, I haven't even had dinner. Well, that's a you problem, Paul. You had all day to eat. Oh, I ate earlier, so I went. So I went to a buddy ha- buddy's house. Uh, he made burnt ends, and then he made brisket chili, uh, and also uh, cheese, sausage cheese rotel dip and buffalo chicken dip. Uh, so I took some brisket chili home, and it's waiting for me down there. I want, I would like to eat it at some point. You need tomorrow. Um, yeah, screw it. You know, let's just go. Let's do it. Whatever. Um, but looking forward, guys, to next week. Ugh. What time's that kickoff? Noon, I would assume. Yeah. Noon. That's on ESPN uh, Plus, right? Yeah, that's gonna be a weird one. Can yeah, be a can we even watch hey, that? How the hell do I find the game? I was gonna say, can we even watch that? I'll be uh, watching. <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> Um, we have to do a hey, that's what we need to do is like Tuesday is do a uh video showing here's how to watch the game for real. That that thing could do numbers, like, no, I'm not even lying. That thing could do numbers. Paul, touchdown, Kansas. There you go. So, what, what's the score? 42 21. What's the quarter? Nine minutes ago in the third. I mean, damn, that that uh. Is losing its luster really quick over at Andrew. Texas. I can't. I'm not going to put your comment on here, Andrew. That's pretty damn funny. Um, so is Arch Manning going to Texas now? Is it still? Uh, I don't know where Arch Manning's going. Well, he can't come to Georgia because apparently Georgia doesn't get five star uh, quarterback. I think if I think if Lane stays at Old Miss, I think he goes with Lane, and they just have a ball. They're waiting for the next mailman to graduate. I think I think it would be fun if uh, if Lane and Arch got together. But then Lane obviously would have great success with him, like year one, year two, and then would jump from Old Miss and leave Arch there. That's when what Stetson, Lane does. When Stetson leaves, Muschamp's the quarterback. So, yes. So, yes. <laughs> oh, old Jackson, old Jackson, Jackson. Muschamp. 
Charleston Southern next week, guys, should be a snooze fest. Who's the second quarterback coming in? Do we see JT next week at all? Yeah, you see JT the rest of the game probably. Or not the rest of the game. You see him come in and play a lot. You want to get the your rust knocked off and get him. And, again, I don't think he's rusty. I don't think that's an issue. But if you bring him in, let him run the offense, let him do it, you go a long way. And then uh, what will be – to me, the more interesting thing is who do you bring in after JT? Go with yeah. Brock. How many? I okay, think that, so that's going to be the thing everyone's looking forward to is to see Brock play. Yep. That'll be Brock's second game, right? Mm-hmm. So no chance of uh, losing his redshirt year if they would like to do that, even though it's not going to create any class separation between him and Gunner, unless they redshirt Gunner, and then you could, I guess, have separation there. But just yeah, but then you, but then you have a. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna troll. <laughs> troll, do it. Do it. <laughs> no, you have what? Gonna... Then you got another quarterback coming in the next year, but um, a certain Manning, you know, Arch. Oh yeah, the, that Arch guy. I think his name's Arch, son of Cooper. First of his name, or second of his name, Cooper, the greatest Manning of all time. What what was Cooper's deal? What, didn't he have like a really bad surgery or, or yeah? He had. I know, think it was neck. Yeah, it was, yeah. And he he could have been just as good at his brothers. What? <laughs> well, and like I, that. And Arch has a brother who was injured. No way. So it's like a it's just a trickle down effect with the his Manning's. brother's a lineman, right, Trent? His brother he was a quarterback early on, and he got injured playing baseball. Is and his brother older? Is Arch's he's, brother he's older? A long, he's a long snapper now. No shot. And, and center. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay Martin, wow. Spencer Rattler transferring in. Ooh. I mean, have you seen Oklahoma's offense? And y'all won't. Yeah. Um. Oh, Trent. Brent said, "Is that a future cast?" Was what? What's that? The On Arch, Arch? to Georgia. Was that a future cast you just put? I don't know. Check back in. <laughs> um. What's the word on K two or KM two, Roddy? We well, then he had an MCL him. issue, and so we we when we broke that news, we said that he'd be out a few weeks, and you're still in the middle of a few weeks, so. And you don't need him right now, so let him rest up and then um, have a, that battering ram back for maybe either a Tech or a SEC championship game. Look, I got to tell you, James Cook looked amazing. Wow. It's a, this yeah. was one of the first games that they really utilized and, him. That, and I that's think, all I've been asking for for three years. I think one issue with Zamir White, the past two weeks that I've seen, is he's back to not being patient. He's back to – Running it straight. I mean, you saw James Cook. He's just like, you know, just chilling back there, just waiting for the hole to open. And then he's like, wow. I think Zamir White gets a little ahead of himself sometimes. I mean, he got yeah. tackled by his own pulling guard tonight one time. Yeah, there's there's some runs where you're like, what are you doing, Zamir? And there's some runs where you're like, damn, that was all Zamir, seven or eight yards of just thighs. Well, going like, and moving. like the, the last, the, the tall sweep, and they talked about it on the broadcast. They said, well, you know, Zamir White basically about to run over this guy. But if he waits on Warren McClendon to get out there, I mean, he's he runs right past Warren McClendon, who's your blocker. And hey, there are a lot of guys, I mean, there's some missed blocks in the open field. But then there were a couple times, and we pointed this out early in that. Uh, I was into the first uh, beginning of the second quarter, just absolute myth, uh, guys running into the block to play it. It's like, look, cut behind your blocker. He's doing his job. 
and then you run into the guy that he's blocking. It's like, you know, some. Uh, I, I will see, say, I, I can see Todd Munkin in the press box. I mean, in the coach's box, just you know, pulling his hair out, going, "Damn it, we blocked that play right. You ran the wrong spot, or you, you know." What's What's interesting at, at three different times this year, I've said. Kenny McIntosh is Georgia's best running back. Zamir White's Georgia's best running back. And right now, I think James Cook's Georgia's best running back. It's a good thing I, to have. I don't know that and if James Cook is the guy, but what I've always been on him was that capability. When you bring him out there, you saw it against uh, Alabama last year. All, you know, line him up in the backfield, then move him up to the, as a wide receiver, hit him for a long, what, 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. That – subterfuge that uh, in uh, uncertainty on the defense, what he's going to do. I mean, I, hey, hey, shout out to Zamir White playing fullback in this game. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also high to, formation. To, they run and uh, James Cook gets a touchdown. So uh, Zamir White completely selfless. But again, I love the fact that uh, they were throwing and you know, pitching and handing off and doing all that stuff with uh, James Cook. And that's just what I want. I, I all I hear is how capable he is of doing that in practice. So uh, that's all I've ever said. I keep mentioning him as my mouthwatering player of the week because this is what we're hearing about in practice. Why didn't we see it in the game? And we saw it tonight, and it was fantastic. I, I saw an interesting play call from – sorry, Paul. Uh, I saw Damn an interesting it. play call. <laughs> uh, you know, they they, they fake that uh, or they run that little uh, – where, where, where they motion him out or sprint him out and, and throw it to him. They ran the backside screen off of that today. and. It almost broke because you saw the linebackers all shift out to where Cook was going to the wide side of the field. It almost broke that backside screen. Yeah, you pretty much took my comment there. So that's what you're about to say. No, uh, well, not to that extent. Um, but I was going to say, you know, that you can motion Cook out and put him into man coverage out there, and he beats that linebacker, and that's how they score the touchdown. What the hell are you talking about, Caleb Williams? My bad sound, Fred, is a sweet. Bad sounds are good dogs. I like that uh, – I, I didn't get to watch uh, College Game Day, but I was listening to it this morning when I was uh, out on my walk, and they did a whole thing on the dogs, uh, dog uh, things, uh, dog mascots. Did anybody get a good chance to watch that? I did not. Was it cool? They had Ugg on there, and they talked about uh, Ms. Revelry out at uh, Texas A&M and um, some of the others. And I'm like, that's great if you ever want to do uh, – what I thought was hilarious was they are saying that uh, – if Miss and of course Smokey, and uh, they said if Miss Revelry actually goes to a uh, if she's in class and she barks with the professor, then it's the professor's fault for not keeping the cadet's attention and class is dismissed. What? She she apparently outranks everybody on campus, all the cadets at Texas A and M. So the dog, the dog. Dude, don't act like we wouldn't give uh, if they had UGA on uh, UGA on campus. They wouldn't give him like a uh, whatever's higher than a PhD. Do you know how weird that is, though? Like low key, like that's kind of weird. Nah, man, it's it's kitschy. It's fun. It's college football. Yeah, but like then you start getting it into academics, and if the dog barks in the class, then they get to go Dude, home. Like what the you hell? Think they'd really cancel <laughs> class? I mean, I'm just <laughs> why bring it up? Why even? Well, do I that? just they mentioned. I thought it was hilarious. Even if I'm just, just I'm just thinking. Those, uh, I mean, does she ever even go to class? Don't know. But just the idea that you can have that kind of fun with them saying, look, if she comes to class and she barks, it's because you weren't keeping her attention. Class dismissed. I'm just thinking back to like my journalism class where I was in there from nine to five producing a full show. And if the dog, if Ugga walked in and barked and we could all go home, 
I don't know. It'd be kind of cool, I guess. Also, Georgia did lose to Cincinnati today in hoops, seventy-three to sixty-eight. That is a lot closer than I expected. Yeah, because their big guys had like twenty-eight points. Who did? I have no clue who any of these players are because he brings in like it's like a fruit basket turnover every year. Yeah, I, yeah I, it's not like how the many transfers? Basket, but uh, yeah, who's it? Bridges? He had 24. Oh, uh, Br- Braylon Bridges. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we yeah. did have a uh, Bulldog Bob comment uh, on the. Uh, I put a note on the board about what we're hearing on. Uh, Nolan Smith. So if you get a chance, folks, and you're not sure what's going on with Nolan Smith, check out the uh, UGA Sports. Uh, check out the dog vent. And uh, there was – I put a note on there, and even Bulldog Bob. Now, of course, he has 177 likes on his post. I have 78. That's the way it goes. I mean, that guy, <laughs> he's like more famous than he, – he, Well, he, he knows more than I do, which is good. So uh, Yeah, he is. He want him to guest we, love, we love him. So, uh, again, haven't heard anything really on uh, uh, Devontae Wyatt. So, uh, for folks who are just tuning in, I'm uh, not sure what's going on with him. But okay. Hey, any kid that comes out of that part of Decatur, that is a tough dude. Were any play music on here? Were any of the injuries fake injuries? Only for about percent Yeah, a lot. No, I, again, I don't know. But I will say this, if, if I'm – I, I joke about that, but remember, a lot of guys were cramping up, and we saw that because a lot of them are, you know, a, there's flu and uh, sickness running around the team right now. So it seemed like every time that Tennessee got the ball with in in the red zone, somebody went down. Well, I'm just saying, if I if I'm a coach, I have a signal on the sideline to one of my guys, you know, like before, okay, hey, before this ball snapped, you know. So anybody that feels any sort of twinge, ting, anything that you could fake, I don't know what the signal is. I'm putting something up, and then all of a sudden, you, know, you just hope that two guys don't go down. But you see a guy just kind of get binged up. Uh, just yeah. How, how does that work? How does that? Or work? Hell, oh my leg, and they just fall down. Got a cramp. How does that work? So is it like you you have to because you you bring up a great point, Roddy. When you're doing the whole fake injury thing, you can't have two guys go down. So you have to be able to signal that into well, one maybe guy. you got one guy. You're like, hey. Uh, you you Maybe pick a player yeah, that's going to be out there for most snaps, you know. Devontae like, Wyatt. Yeah, like, hey Devontae, you're out there. You're going to play three snaps, you know. Hey, you go down, or but you don't want to have somebody. You want to have somebody you can take off and put somebody in. So you wouldn't do it with a Nicobe Dean, you know. True, true, true. You wouldn't do it. You notice Lewis seen there that holds up with cramps. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Darren well, Kendrick, Kendrick ain't doing it. Yeah, you know? Ringo's Keely not Ringo popping off. Cramps. Right, right. Hey, Caleb said I need to apologize to his dog. I apologize to your dog, Caleb. Sorry. Was it the Todd Grantham signal, was it? Oh, Paul, you hate dogs. Joke. I, I don't hate dogs. I have two dogs down the stairs. What are you talking about? You hate dogs. It's okay. Um, guys, let's wrap the show up, man. Let's get this thing wrapped up. Ben, final th- yeah, we needed to go. I got a bunch of uh, stuff to check out. Ben, final thoughts for the game, final thoughts for the night, final thoughts on your hat, final thoughts on your beautiful shirt. I don't know. Final thoughts. I'm not talking about the Ravens after what happened to them on Thursday. That's for sure. Um, But, Paul, I have to pull you. I have to tip my cap uh, to myself and say I predicted the spread again. I was the closest on the spread again. I think I have been every week. So I don't think there's going to be a spread next week for Charleston Southern. But let's say that first off. There was a spread for Alabama, uh, New Mexico. Go ahead and call your shot. Oh, what, next week? 
Yeah, they did one for New Mexico and Alabama. They'll do one for Charleston, Southern Georgia. People like betting. 52 and a half? Damn. I mean, that was the same as Alabama, New Mexico State. So that's why I'm, I'm picking it. Um, but I think overall, I think a lot of people have to be more confident going forward with the defense, considering how well they held up on the road, getting dinged up against that offense. What they did to Hendon, Hendon Hooker, who is as good as any quarterback in the SEC over the last five, six weeks. I just think Georgia has to look going forward as confident as they've ever been. And I think the number one thing for Georgia is staying healthy. I think the only people that could beat Georgia at this point are Georgia themselves and their injuries. So stay healthy, and I think Georgia should be as confident as they've been all year. Round the horn, Trent, what you got? Yeah, I mean, I think today today was an opportunity for Georgia's defense to really show us, uh, I guess, flaws. And, you, yeah, we saw some passes completed. They're going to complete some passes. Teams are going to complete passes against the secondary because, I mean, this is – you know, it, it's modern day football, but they in the red zone is where they really show up. And again, today they really showed up. And I think this defense is hard to score on when you get the ball down there. And I think it's going to con- you're going to continue to see that they're good on the defense line and and they're well coached. And uh, and uh, I think you got to be happy with this win and and I guess book your trip to the playoffs. Mister Nabolsi, what you got? Uh- you're ten and zero. You're going to be twelve and zero. When's the last time that happened? You're doing it without a ton of players. You got so many guys that have been banged up, but you're getting a lot of them back, which is big, you know. So that's going to be right at the perfect time, kind of for your playoff run there. Um, this was a another team that was able to go with you. This team showed some chinks in your armor. Some other teams have, but nobody really does what Tennessee does. You're not going to face this again. At least I don't think you will. Um, it's, there are things you can fix, but you can't worry and freak out about that. Enjoy the ride. You're going to get a couple fun games coming up here. Uh, get healthy and, uh, start uh, looking at the playoffs. I'm, I'm with, uh, Trent there and, and, and watch the recruiting. Keep your eye on the recruits uh, because it's, it's hot. Lane Kiffin just faked a field goal and failed. Hmm. Well, guys, to wrap it up, 41-17 in Knoxville, I think you take that every single year. doesn't matter if Georgia's 9-0 and or 4-5. and you I don't care if Ugly's a quarterback. You take that. Yeah, maybe. you take 41-17 inside Neyland Stadium. You leave out 10-0, like Roddy said. Enjoy it. We said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Enjoy it, guys. This team is really special. They're missing a lot of players, missing a lot of key guys. Enjoy it. Next week against Charleston Southern, though, you guys will get to see what you always like to see, the young kids, the young guys. They're going to get out there. You might get to see Brock. You might get to see, uh, you know, Xavier Sori, all those young guys. Enjoy watching the young guys against Charleston Southern. Chaz Chandler, let's go. Yeah, yeah, you know, get to see those young guys that you've talked about for so long being the recruits. Next week's that week, and then, hell, the week after against Tech, you might see those same guys back out there. <laughs> um, but, no. Also, thank you guys so much for the Super Chats. Not only the Super Thanks. Chats, but for all the loyal guys that watch. Amari Carmichael, Caleb Williams, I know we gave you hell tonight, but we appreciate it, man. The Auntie Auntie gave us Super Chat. Uh, the list goes on, guys. Thanks, if Auntie I could, Auntie. I could, uh, I could name all of you guys out one by one, but this show isn't what it is without you guys. So if you could do me a huge favor, we're trying to, first off, 
we're trying to get the most views out of anything on this YouTube channel. And we're damn close. Rumors versus facts. The recruiting show is giving us a run for our money. Okay. So if you could pass this along to one or two friends, put it in your group chat because this is the coolest show on UGA football. I guarantee you they'll have the most fun on it. Listen on to it on the so. podcast. Uh, Trent, be quiet. This is this show, not the next one. Okay. Um, and and thanks, uh, to Rogue Apothecary for sponsoring yes. our show. Yes, I was getting there. Roddy took it from me. But thank you, Rogue. And uh, also, go ahead and hit that thumbs up on this. If you're not a subscriber on the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 20K before the SEC Championship. We're going to be damn close, guys. And if you guys help us get there, Roddy's got some cool giveaways. I just signed him up for those. So uh, <laughs> he's got some cool giveaways uh, that he is. Bills here. Y'all can have Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, an bill. I got a team roster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 I've got. Uh, hey, I got some Buffalo Trace. If you want to come to the house, we can drink. Uh, come what on. do I have? Uh, I don't have anything right. cool. I'll see you all later. All right, guys. Thank you. As always, Post Game of Reaction Show. We're out. Thanks again.